When we was hanging out in Don King's no, Fed House. No, no. Oh, forget it. Oh, oh, forget it. <laughs> Stop. What's wrong with me? <laughs> what is that like? Oh, fuck. No. How's your family again? How's everybody doing? <laughs> oh, my God. This episode of Hot Boxing is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Get 20% off, free shipping, and free travel bag with code HOTBOXING at manscaped.com right now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Boxing. I'm Evan Britton. And I'm Mike Tyson. Dude, Mike, we got the man in here today, Big brother. time, big time. This show must going to get pretty views, man, after this. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Hello, Massive cool Jam. Views. Welcome, brother. What up, baby? What up? What up? Oh, thank, you, thank you. What up? What up? What up? Dude, great to have you here. Yeah. Happy to be here, man. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Real. I mean... Let's, tell, let's start off with the beginning for the yeah. go to the, uh, the ancestors. Okay. So tell us, um, being for Queens, right, right? What made you decide to be a rapper? What, 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 where did it all start? I mean, it all started because, um, you know, honestly, I, I just felt, um, you know, growing up in Queens, you feel like almost forgotten. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and I just felt like... That was the first time I ever heard brothers being powerful. I never heard black men be powerful before. I never heard them talk mm. with pride and power and strength. And when I first heard Treacherous Three, Fearless Four, Crash Crew, um, you know, Africa Bambada, Zulu Nation, when I first heard that wave of rap, mm. rappers come in, it just was the first time that I heard somebody say something that was empowering like that. You know, because when you're growing up in the hood, you almost feel forgotten. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you almost there's a part of you that wants to hide. That's why you see people walking like this. They're kind of being tough, mm. but they're kind of hiding a little bit from everything that's going on. And it was like that was the first time I heard people open up, you know what I'm saying, and, and be powerful. So I wanted to be a part of that, you know, <clears throat> having tough times with my step pops, tough times with different people in my life. You know, it was just um, it was really just an energizing time for me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know what Pretty I'm saying? Pretty much so. Yeah, so who absolutely. was the first guy that really you made you give you the idea that I could be this? Because sometimes we look at guys that give us that yeah. and um, give us that light and say, wow, that's, that's inspiring. But how do I get that? You way? know, when I first heard the Cold Crush, yeah. um, I was a little kid, and um, Cold Crush Brothers rap, you know, one of the founder fathers of hip-hop, I, you know, the guys in my neighborhood used to be like, yo, I would, like, imitate them. And then they was like, yo, you got a good voice. Let me hear you do that again. Nice. You know, they was like, oh, you sound good. Imitate them some more. Mm. So I would imitate them some more. And then after a while, a while around, like, 11 or 12, I started writing my own rhymes, writing my own lyrics. And um, the rest is history. You, you know must, what I'm saying? Wow, you dude. must have saw MC Sham and said, fuck. Because MC Sham, when no one knows, MC Sham, he's the first rapper that started coming to the fights. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know. I didn't know that. But um, yeah. See, I wasn't exposed to Shan like that back then. It was really about the groups that came out of the Bronx and Harlem. Um, I don't know how long Shan was doing it prior to that. But uh, for me, it was it was it was treacherous. It was Mm. fearless. It was it was you know obviously anybody affiliated with Zulu. It was you know it was all of those artists. Flash, you know, Treacherous Three, Mo D, all of them. You know, cool. Yeah, all them tapes was coming through, and that was Enjoy Records, Sugar Hill Records. You know what I'm saying? Like those were the between the tapes. 
tapes and those labels between Sugar Hill and Joy, Lady B from Philly. But Queen know. had Queen had their sound. I remember they had Roxanne Shantae. Yeah, yeah. Well, they that had, was later. Yeah, well, so later flow. on, yeah, Shantae, Shan, yeah. Marley Mar, all of that. That was much later. Um, but definitely, Queens was represented. Even before mm-hmm. that, you had you know DJ Divine. You had the Disco Twins. You had Infinity Machine, which was like groups that was like that was just back. Yes, yes, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. Exactly. Yo, exactly. To the beat, y'all. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When did you guys meet? You're about the same age, right? Yeah, no, yeah, when yeah. When did we meet? Um, I don't know. We, you know, we hung out a lot of times because I used to just come to, you yeah. know, wherever you was at, we'd hang out and I'd be like, yo, champ, yo, Mike, what up? And, um, I think we, it was a, some kind of lunch, like a restaurant, right? And you had a limousine. You remember? Uh, and I came to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a, you had a limousine. And, a, and it was at a restaurant or something and some girls or something. And I came to hung out with you and we was chilling and, you know, we was riding around in a limo. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was, and I don't know, like, and then you had Shorty Black with you at that time. Yeah. And Shorty's from my hood. I know he's from your neighborhood. Yeah, he's from my neighborhood. You know, he was, you know, so I it was like that. I remember all those guys. Remember all those guys used to be out there, Prince and those guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. Prince used to be in Brownsville. Ah, I, that's how I knew, but I didn't know about the, all the Supreme. Court, but that's yeah, that's the fuck. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were rolling was, back then. Oh yeah, no Black Justin, they were rolling. No question. They no were question. Rolling. Divine Prince. Yes, they were you know fucking what I'm around. Bump, you know what I'm saying? Um, Shorty. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the hook. Ronnie Bumps and all those guys yep, too. Yep. One up. Peace. Peace. Shout out. It's dope, man. I was born in New York City, mm-hmm. lived in Brooklyn until I was 10. Then my mom moved my me and my brother out here to L.A. Okay. But we talk about all the time how many people from New York, that area, are just like but why, superstar listen, talents. But why, is it, why is it New York? Since the beginning, really. Why If it's not New York, why is it everybody comes in? Why is it New right. York that well, gets that spark to boom, yeah, you blow, the world hears about you? you know? Well, you know, New York? New York was, I think, you know, for many, many years, New York has been the center of the universe when it comes to, yeah. you know, just things happening in the United States, whether it's capitalism, the whole Yankee New York mentality, that New York hustle is just something that was very real. It's not to, 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 to like, min- minimize any other states or any other parts of, of the world or America, but New York, that New York hustle is a real thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think that idea that if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere is some real. real. That's some real shit. It is. That's very real. It does. You know what I mean? know what the real, because, like, you know, if you go to Hollywood, you go to entertainment. Everybody knows everybody. Hey, my no cousin doubt. know you. My cousin used to hang out yep. with my cousin is dead now, but he was locked up with you. Whoa. He said, really? <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. everybody knows everybody. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. It's a neighborhood, man. No doubt. Yeah, no it's doubt. a neighborhood. Yeah. Well, when was your first big break with music? First big break with music was um, actually, you know, when I was 14, I started trying to make a record, right? Wow. So I started sending demos out at age 14. I started writing at 12, 11 to 12, 14, I started sending out demos. When I turned 16, I, f- I sent a demo in to Rick Rubin. There was a record out called It's Yours by Tila Rock. Yeah. It's yours! <laughs> and um, I sent a um, demo in to Rick Rubin. Um Actually, Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys heard the demo first. He heard the demo, Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys, and he liked it, and he played it for Rick. And um, when he played it for Rick, Rick called me. I went in. We were, he had a um, dorm room at NYU, you know what I'm saying, five university place. You know what I'm saying? I remember going down there. I'm doing handstands on the subway and shit because I was so happy. Not for real. Literally doing handstands on the subway, so happy that I'm going to <laughs> Rick Rubin called me this stupid dick. You know? So I went down. And um, I remember Rick walked downstairs to the dorm. And when he came down in the dorm, he said, he said I said, you're Rick? He said, yeah. I said, oh, I thought you was black. He said, cool. <laughs> and, we went up, and we went upstairs. 
upstairs. I love it. And we started working on demos, and um, the rest is history. We made this thing called Catch This Break, um, this demo. And when we made this demo called Catch This Break, we immediately, as soon as we were done, went across town. It was like Midtown somewhere, and got with Russell Simmons and played it for him. And Russell was like, ah, oh, it's the same old thing. Treacherous Street Crash, same old thing. <laughs> Rick was like, really? So me and Rick went back in the studio and made this joint called I Need a Beat. Russell heard it, and they decided to start the label Def Jam. And uh, once they started the label Def Jam, I was the label Def Jam, not the production company, which Teela Rock was on, but the label. I was the first artist on the label. And, um, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? I need my radio. So, yeah, yo, radio came out. One, yep, that's yeah. my first album. Yep. Fuck, yep. man. You were 16? 16 years old, man. Wow. 16. All right, yep. so, Dick, tell me this. When did you... We're going to have to go back to the celebrity, but when did your family tell you about your your family, your famous family? Oh, the boxing. So what happened was <clears throat> I went with, I went to, um. everybody knows Finding Your Roots is this yes. show yes. Um, with Henry Louis Gates. You know yeah, Professor I, I Gates. Know. And, um, you know, I just, I'm you know. I'm scared going that no, show. No, you got to go. Stuff. You got to go. No, you got to go. For you, Mike. Mike, you got to go. Yeah. It's amazing. And um, shout out to um, Skip Gates, Professor Gates. Love you, man. Um, so. I went, you know, just normal thing, and I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna find out because you know, you know, my mother's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find out the all the normal (laughs) stuff. So we go in, and um, you know, he does the research, and then he calls me up, and he's like, "Well, where was your father? Where's your mother from? Where's your grand?" And it turns out, push come to make a long story short, my mother was actually adopted, and we didn't know. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, okay. Then we find out that my real family. You know, half of the family weren't weren't slaves. They, you know, it got free and were free. And then the other. And then we started doing he started digging deeper and finding out all of this information um, about my my boxing family, my my history. Like I had always loved boxing from, you know, I mean, just naturally my second album cover. I'm hitting a heavy bag like in 87. Like I've always loved it. Like this is not like an act. It's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, you know. This yeah. is real. It's like, in your DNA. Yeah, yeah, the boxing thing is real for me. Like, I really love it and enjoy it for real. Yeah. Um, I like the spirit of it. Mm. You know, I don't think it's about being tough. It's about the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Boxing is a spirit. The toughness comes tough, out. Tough, tough guys don't do good in boxing. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah, it's the spirit. Tough guys don't do good in boxing. It's the spirit. You, yeah. you know what boxing I mean? Boxing fighting spirit. It's the spirit. So mm. I, I like, you know, I always loved that about it. And um, come to find out that, you know, my grandfather was a boxer. Nathaniel Christie Lewis and his um, my uncle was a, is actually a light the first black light heavyweight champion in America. American, period. American, John yeah. John Henry Lewis mm. first ever lineal champion light heavyweight champion yeah. not just a belt holder like a lineal light heavyweight champion first black lineal light heavyweight champion and then through through um, John Henry Lewis and he you know found out in his in my new family that or well my family I didn't know about Tom Molino is another ancestor who was a a bare knuckle champion tell as well Tom knuckle cuz you won't I'll tell him who he was Tom yeah was tell, him, tell him tell him tell him tell him about him tell Ooh, him about him I mean I mean Tom yeah. Molino for I might start he, crying yeah he got his freedom yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, tell him, tell him, Mike. No, Amazing. Tom Monano, probably in the 1890s, it was, I guess, in the 1800s. Seven? No, oh, 1800, early, early 1800, in the 1700s. 1790s or something, right? Yeah. He was the best slave fighter in America. Nobody in America on the slave plantation could beat him. Yeah. And he won his freedom, but you don't understand it. This is, this, people won their freedom. He won his freedom. His, 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 his owner gave him $500 in eighteen and 1700s, late 1700s. Can you imagine? Eight, yeah. $500? Yeah, yeah.
Yeah, and that's why, right. that's why, you know, when you look at the history, that's why my mother's side of the family, there's no slavery. There's no history of slavery because mm. Thomas Molyneux wow. got us free. You know what I'm chain. saying? So, yeah. and he went to, he went but, to England. And after that, then he, no, let me continue. Yeah, but. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And after that, he beat all the slaves. He can't fight yeah. slaves no more. He's not a slave no more. Yeah. So he beat all the American free fighters. He beat them all. He's the first slave that could beat everybody in the country. You, oh, nigga, you yeah, don't know yeah, how deep yeah. I'm going to go deep. Yeah. The slave, nigga, he's the slave. Yeah. He yeah. sleeps on the floor. Mm. He could beat every man in a fair fight in America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, you know, and going through my Uncle John so Henry. They call, oh, so they call for him to come to all over. He beat everybody in Australia. He beat everybody. In every, so they come for him to beat the greatest fighter they've known since the beginning of England. His yeah. name is Tom Cribb. Yeah. Right? Yep. The greatest fighter. This is what he don't know I'm blowing Napoleon bet five, bet, I bet a bunch of money on his uncle, his great uncle. Napoleon, who's wow. that slave master who hates black, don't believe in black republic. He bet all, he bet around a couple of thousand dollars on your, on your great, great uncle. That's crazy. The B crib. So he Napoleon Bonaparte. Yes. So, um, he's in there, he's having a crib with no problem. So he's beating crib, beating the, the English people are getting worried. They crack him over here with an iron pipe. What? Yeah. Yeah. And they let Crib be him, and they don't stop the fight. Yeah, they They're doing him. it wide open. It's open. It's not nothing like, shh, it's wide open. What he's a black fuck? man. Amer he's a black man. He has no rights. <sighs> he's going to beat the greatest fighter of our, of our era. Thomas Crib. No way. Yeah. We're going to stop him. And they got sketches of this, too, this, yeah. this actual event. There's, a, there's actually short and stories not me. and them, They're the ones that wrote it. it. Yep. So it's not me being favoritism towards the black guy. Yeah. So they wrote it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm true. just going by from what they yeah. said. You can Google it. You can yeah. Google yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to pull and it up. And from that, right, he was so depressed, he turned into an alcoholic and stuff. Yeah, he died. He died yeah. in Ireland. He yeah. died in Ireland. After having a bunch of kids very young, and stuff. Yeah. Very young. Very young. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... Knowing that through my Uncle John Henry, yeah, that's that's him right there. That's Thomas Molyneux. He's, um... He's gave so much inspiration for fighters from that time on and generals and stuff like that. It's amazing. It's yeah, awesome. it's unbelievable. So yeah. many people asked me to play him before. I've been asked so many times. That's what I wanted Mike, to play. Mike, you could totally um, yeah, play him, Someone from England asked me to play this guy. And I was saying, wow. and that's before I knew he was your cousin. Yeah. And then Dennis told me about it before. Yeah. Wow. And I said, you know, that's LL Cool J's relative. He said, that would be an awesome story, Tom Molyneux. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be an incredible story. Yeah. This yeah. is Tom Molyneux right yeah. here. Tom yeah, Tom Molyneux. It's so amazing. Yeah. And it's then an you go from him, story. you go to my uncle John Henry, my grandfather, you know, John Henry, um, you know. John to, Henry Lewis, you know, he, light he actually, heavyweight champion. John Henry Lewis, he, he, he never lost a light heavyweight title fight. He only lost to Joe Lewis. Yeah. And Joe Lewis knocked him out. And he, blind, he, he was though. going blind. He, was blind. he did he, it for money. He did it for money. Exactly. Joe Lewis was so his you friend. Know, you know, exactly. Yeah. But did yeah. you know Mike this? All the but he didn't know exactly. that. You didn't know, um, you didn't know. This guy was a lady killer in the thirties, did you? Well, I would, I would assume so. Did you I know that? No, nobody ever told that. Nah, they didn't tell me about that. He looks just like my mother in the, in the picture yeah. on the right hand lower right hand corner. He the looks first just like my mother. Yeah, yo, oh, this, no. yo, that right there. He looks, looks like so much you. like my mother. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my uncle. That's my yeah, uncle. Man. Look, he got your eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy, right? Yep. Yep. That's so but interesting. Al, but Al, but Al, look, he's still, you still got the health mentality. Let's go yeah. through the family bloodline. You're conscious of your health, conscious Amen. of looking. He was conscious. He was a fine dressing motherfucker. You didn't know that either. No, I didn't know that. Oh, get him dressed up. <laughs> Try to find him in dress clothes. He was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. All the women loved him back then. Yeah, yeah. Dodgy, Dandridge, all the other, they all noticed him. He was loved. Oh, man, look at him right there with Joe. There.
Look at the cashmere coat. Look at him right here. Yeah, yeah. Look at him right here. Gainer. Look that at boy was dress. fresh. Look how beautiful he is. Yeah, Wave that boy was shit. fresh. He yep. fought Jim Brad. He fought all the great fighters. Mm-hmm. Maxie Rosenboom. Great fighters. Yeah, he yeah. them all. Beat them all. Yep. Yep. This is my uncle, man. And, you know, finding this out was the craziest thing in the world because, you know, I had no idea, man. I just always loved the spirit of the boxing yeah. and the spirit. That's why I made Mama said knock you out and all these yeah. records. I always just loved that, that vibe. And then the, to discover this was like. Mom, yo, I love the screen. This shit is crazy. Like right here, right now. Yeah, like, brother. Stuff yeah, up. That's how we do Look shit at here, him, man. man. Look at him, man. Yeah, it's amazing, man. That's amazing yeah. history. Yeah, it is, man. And lineage. You, you know? know, I want to shout it out to the whole Lewis family, my aunt Absolutely. Joan, and everybody. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, everybody. Did you get to after you found out all this? Did you get to connect with some? Oh of these yeah, people? oh yeah. yeah. I connected with everybody. That's awesome. Connected man. with everybody. Um. Uh, my 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 aunt Joan, she was like actually one of the first female Black Panthers. You know, yeah, what I'm wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was um, you know, female recruit. You know, what I'm saying as a young girl, as a young 15, 16 year old girl, first people to go out there and give out school lunches. But Dick, for them peep and stuff game. Like that. This is what I noticed too. Cause, I, cause this is before I even met you. And how did they end up in Los Angeles? Were they originated? They, they were born in Los Angeles. How well, did they, they, they came Angeles? from Ohio. Really? They came from Ohio and ended up from? in the Bay Area. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They I did some stuff wondering. in Arizona. I, knew he was so, I thought he was in Snow. Not how did he get in Seattle? They were from in Seattle for a while. How did they get over? That there? I don't know about. I he know that Seattle they were in they were in Arizona. They were in Ohio and they ended up in the Bay Area. Seattle, I don't know about. Get, but get I know. where he's from. Where yeah. he come from? Yeah. Yeah, I know he was in Seattle for a while. Yeah. What's his name? It says Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. They, Berkeley, they, California. Yeah, they ended up in the uh, Bay Area. Oh, yeah. born in Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix yeah, in Arizona. That's yeah, what I meant. Phoenix, yeah, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, they went from Arizona, um, did some some stuff in Ohio, and ended up in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, look, 117 fights. That's a lot of fights, man. No, that's insane. That, that's, that's not all. They don't have it all. That's the fights that they counted. Wow. Yeah, Those yeah. Are the fights yeah, that yeah. they counted. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what they they fucked up a lot on the numbers and stuff back then. Yeah. He ain't even caught by his I can't amateur fight. No footage of him fighting. Yeah, none. I, none. I can't find it. It's gotta it. be him fighting who? Um Tom Mc, Tom Tommy McLonig. Tommy McLonin. It's gotta Tommy Lonigan. Yo, it's he gotta, gotta have be. fun. The only footage you see is Joe him getting Lewis. beat by Joe Lewis. And that's, that's when he's an old man, he's sick and shit. That's yeah, me. that's the only fight that I find I, I, everywhere. I, I saw a fight on him. Gotta be a fight of him. I saw him fighting before. But you had, you used to have all yeah, those films, right? Yeah. Do you have any of that stuff? No, I don't have that stuff now, but gotta be on this thing. Yeah. He was he was a he was a beast, man. Was Master boxer, smooth boxer. Yeah, yeah. Master boxer. Yeah. Orthodox, orthodox yeah. stance. You know what I'm saying? For everybody, for everybody. Yeah, he's sharp. Dude. You know, I love. You know, I just think boxing in general. You know, when I go back to like, when I think about Jack Johnson and I think about, you know, you know, all of the guy, what he did. You know, even Jack Johnson. I mean, you got to really respect the craft. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to respect that craft. Like, you know, you think about all of the different guys that he fought. Um, Willard was it Jess Willard? Jess I think. Willard. Yeah, but he fought. He fought Jess Willard. He fought. Um, What's the guy? Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. Yeah. That's the guy he took the title from, right? No, that's, that was the greatest champion of all time before Johnson came on the scene. He was champion for six years. And yeah. Beat everybody undefeated. And, and then they brought retired. him back. He and retired, they... and Johnson won the title, and he brought him back. And he beat him. And he beat and he him beat in him. 15 rounds. He beat him. He beat him. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think about Sugar Ray Robinson. I think about, you know, um, even like guys like Max Bear, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Jewish champion, you know what I'm saying? He was killing guys in the ring, tough yeah, guy. Yeah, but he wasn't a good fighter. He was just big, strong guy, punch yeah. like hell. Yeah. But then you're running with the master. God, you're running there with guys that you can't hit. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like fighting a guard. You can't hit a ghost. Yeah, you it's can't pitiful. hit him. Fuck. You're like, fuck. You hit hard. But you can't hit him. But you can't hit him. 
<laughs> he's a human being. He got a body. He's big. Why can't I hit him? You can't even kick him if you were allowed to kick. You couldn't hit him. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think about you know the boxing man. There's something about that that craft. You know, and Absolutely. all the difference, the different types of styles. You know, the the head movement, the people that are good with the torso, the people with footwork, the complete fighters like Sugar Ray who can do footwork and upper body work. You know, you know Sugar Ray. You know Robinson would you know throw left to the body. Um, you know. Uh, left to the body and then fake a left to the body boom you get caught with a oh, like a, a you know you a hook you know what I'm saying but then, yeah. Door, yeah but then sometimes you run into some guys you know and then you're, you're just cool and you're cool and you're hitting them, boom 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 and they're just looking at you yeah and they're coming back yeah after like, you hit him no you hit, no you didn't hit him you hit him with everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and they're like fuck yeah. that's when you that's when you gotta say to yourself I'm going after points yes that's when you gotta let say I'm, cool. I'm pointing let me think cause I'll be out of cause you'll, yeah. you'll drain yourself yes. you'll let drain me, yourself whoa, you gotta, yeah yeah you you'll think. drain yourself this is going the distance we're going the distance in this one. yeah yeah that's why fighting Ali no one, no one. I know when they fought our lead, no one went in there thinking for going for a knocker. We know we yeah. going 15 rounds. Yeah, nigga. the only one who you tried to do that was Frazier. Yeah, Frazier hated him. He wanted to knock him and out. And Frazier, but Frazier, that's why Frazier would, at the end of, you know, even though uh, Muhammad was tired too, Frazier was like that because Frazier was always trying to kill yes. him. He's trying to kill something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, um, fuck. yeah. Yo, Frazier. Ali's a monster. Yeah, but Ali was Ali's a monster, a monster too, monster. no doubt. But Frazier was something else yeah, too. Like when no, you see Ali push, he pushed Ray. He pushed yeah. Ali to that limit, man. Yeah. The elevation of just where you don't feel anything, where you where you transcend, where you're outside your body and you're just fighting. And that's a prime fuck. example of styles making fights because when you think about when you think about Frazier and then you think about Foreman yeah. and then you think about Ali, that's a prime example of styles making fights. Dig right, Foreman, Foreman, a knockout. Frazier, Norton, 10 times out of 10 times they fight, right? Frazier and Norton will fight Ali. They give him life-to-death fights. Ali almost having a heart attack, right? Yep. Foreman fights with Ali. Ali kills him, right? <laughs> exactly. These guys fight with Ali. They give Ali a heart attack. Exactly. That's, That's so crazy, crazy, It's a right? prime example of styles make fights. <laughs> yeah. Prime example. Prime example. You know what I'm saying? That really matters. Yeah. It's how your body's lock in. It's almost like, you know, it, I don't mean to be weird, but it's almost like sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you get with a certain girl, there's a connection there that's different. Well, listen, yeah. you, you know what I mean? This, it's this like one, This it's, one, someone told me yeah. all pussy the same. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's <laughs> bullshit. All pussy's not the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, my father used to tell, oh, you bet it over, it all looks the same. He's no, crazy. It's no, not he's crazy. Crazy. He's crazy. What kind of people were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of cold yeah, people were yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my father was crazy. May he rest in peace. He was funny with that. I think men said that back then to Hardman for the reason they didn't want us to know that they lost to the pussy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah! So they stayed tough. <laughs> they stayed tough. Uh, it's all the same. But it's all the same, but why? Is it all the same? Why did I stick with this one? If it's all the same, why did I stick with this one? Why am I not going out there yeah. fucking them all? Because yeah. that's what you do when you believe they're all the same. You're fucking everything. And then when you see something, no, this yeah, is yeah. not the same, motherfucker. Yeah. If it's all the same, why you in love? Yeah, yeah why yeah, are you yeah. here? Yeah. Why you stay here, nigga? Why you in love, then? It's so true. So everybody oh, that goes shit. with that kind of idea in life, they're going to lose in relationships. It's all the same. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all yeah, submit yeah. to it. And then we all submit to it. Well, you know, it's that's called, a choice. It's called humanity. It, that's true. We all submit to humanity. That's true. That's and true. any man that's not afraid of their wife not living their life right. Yeah. You can't be living your life if you're not afraid of her. Mike, <laughs> yeah. you know why I'm afraid of my wife? Yeah. When I got out of the shower this morning, my wife jumped out of nowhere, hit me square in the dick with a broom. Fuck. I said, honey, why'd you do that? She said, it's because my nuts were so hairy 
She thought a squirrel was trying to eat my penis. Oh, wow. That's when I knew I had a real problem. I had a wiry chia pet between my legs. Look, man, I know trimming my junk can be dangerous. I've seen it firsthand. I had a college teammate who nearly cut his nuts off in an encounter with a beard trimmer. So I went to manscaped.com and found the Lawnmower 2.0. It has skin-safe technology, so it won't nick or snag your testicular satchel. It's the tool for your family jewels. And now, I don't have to shave my face with the same thing I shave my balls with. So get 20% off, free shipping, and free travel bag with code HOTBOXING at manscaped.com. LL, what what do you think about that, man? I'm I'm living a fairly right, I guess. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, I guess it's all relative. Yeah. So when she goes in that door and she's not feeling well, whoa, yeah. the house is fucked that, up. That's, yeah. that's true. The house Absolutely. is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Absolutely. I come in the house not feeling well, she'll talk to me and we, take, we can take care of that. But the house, when they're messed up, you can't talk to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to do shit to make them happy. Yeah. L, you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I got four. Four wow. kids. Yeah, you have yeah. teenagers? Yeah, yeah. My kids are older. My yeah. kids are from... 20 and 28? From, from, yeah, yeah, down to 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have four kids. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. What is, it, what is it like? Do they, do they have kids anything yet? Um, my daughter does. Oh. My, my daughter. My, What's that my like eldest daughter. Grand- it's amazing. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. amazing. I'm, I'm waiting for that day. I want that day to happen. It's amazing, yeah. man, because, you know, you think about lineage. You think about legacy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You think about, you know, plus... It's, it doesn't mean that you can't continue to maximize your potential. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you start off like I did. You know, you know, I had my son was born when I, damn near at the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my kids have kind of two of my kids. But that's kind of awesome, up. though. Yeah, they grew yeah, up with awesome. my with my career. You know what I'm saying? I had kids early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they grew up with me. So it's like, um, not grew up with me, but grew up with my career. Yes. yes. Um. So it's been um. It's amazing. I'm grateful. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm grateful, man. Very like, I look at all the kids. great, successful families. Love my kids. Even in some biblical time, but ancient time as well. They always had a lot of kids because they always look at um, the synopsis of the, the um, what can go wrong, what will go wrong. People will die. People will go to war. People will get sick. So we have to have a lot of kids. Yeah, the crisis, I, we might be Jewish, we might be black, they'll kill us. So we have to make sure we have a lot of kids. Well, you, you want to, look, I always see the positives and I always see positive energy, but uh-huh. I definitely wanted to, you know, have a family. I think that, you know, part of being a man is making sure that you have that lineage and you can, you know, you can provide not just financially, but you can provide emotionally, spiritually, and then at the same time you can bring strength and integrity and power to your, to your family as well and teach them to be greater than they than they even think is possible and instill in them the, the belief that they can do anything they put their minds to. You know what I'm saying? That's part of manhood. Mm. You know, part of being a real man is, you know, not just taking care of your family, but instilling the values and the, the, that, that spirit in your kids that tells them that they can take their lives to, to the highest levels possible. You know what I'm saying? That's part of being a real man. What do you, you know tell your kids? Tell me this. What do you tell your kids? When the, your kids see on television all these fucking white cops are killing black kids, what do you tell them? How do you how do you confront? How do you, how do you yeah. tell your kids why are they killing us, Daddy? What well, did you do wrong, Daddy? Well, my kid, my kids are a little older, so I haven't had to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But my thing is this: look, um, the majority of that is hate and fear based. 
Do you, you know tell them who they are? Oh, without a doubt. Do they, have, they have to know queens. who they are? Yes, yeah. yes, they're kings and queens, and they got to love themselves, and you got to be proud to be who you are. Like, I'm very proud to be a black mm. man. Like, I'm not shying away from that. I'm not trying to be anything other than that. You know what I'm saying? When I walk in the room, I'm a black man. At the same time, I'm not, I'm not going to be defined by that. In other words, like, I don't see a white guy and say, no. okay, well, there's an automatic separation, but I know who I am. And I'm proud of who I am. You know I was what I'm taught my consciousness supersedes my color, someone told me. Well, that. without a doubt. And your character, right? Yeah. Martin Luther King talked about that. And your spirit. Spirit is beyond all of that. But when you talk on an earthly level, when you talk on an earthly level, mm. you got to know who you are. Yeah. And you got you to gotta know your identity. And you got to be willing to, you know, handle that straight up. So what I would say when I think about what's going on with the police and, well, the bad cops, you know what I'm saying? Not all of them, but the bad ones that are doing that, that's fear and hate. You know what I'm saying? You got some people that are so concerned with... They just believe that they're dying. They believe that they're going away. They believe that they don't have a future. So they want to stop others. You know what I'm saying? I believe yeah. that. You, you know what I mean? I believe that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 like, you know, the whole idea That's of... That's the peep game, right? I watch YouTube a lot. I'm a junkie, right? So I watch YouTube and I notice um, this cop comes over. He pulls this black kid over. He pulls him out. Smacks him. He throws him in a fucking car, right? Right. I'm thinking this right. is just a racist-ass cracker, right? Right. That's cool. I'm mean, accustomed to that. This is interesting. This is show business. I'm watching this. He smacks right. him. But he still looks around. He's got the guy in the car. But another car comes out. He goes in the car. He grabs the car. The young white girl. He grabs out. He smacks. Then he grabs the black guy. Get the fuck out. And, and he said, what? It's his daughter. Oh, wow. It's his daughter. So I'm like, whoa, wow. right? Wow. And I'm saying that's the biggest fear. Well, well, yeah, of course. Well, that's the whole idea, right? Like, like I mean, let's be real. The 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 real story that no one's talking about with that with the, like the abortion thing. Like I believe women should have the right to choose what Big they want. Time. But Absolutely. let me tell you, but the women should definitely have. Look, it's her body. Let her choose what she wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I was a woman, you're gonna tell me to have your baby, motherfucker. Yeah. You crazy? But yeah. but but that being said. I think that that's really about what that's really about is is, is white supremacy. It's yeah. like a belief that you know what our race is going to go away if we let yeah. these yeah. women have abortions. It's the death Listen, no, you know no, no, check yeah. this out. This is interesting. You know, exactly so hopefully, a whole bunch no, of brothers not. don't go running down to Alabama. <laughs> No, listen. Let's go get some white girls no, in Alabama. No, that's not listen. No, that's Do not. It. Yo, that's, that, no, that's not going to yeah. happen. That's yeah. not going to happen. No, it's going to happen. They're going to come up here and say, "No, we need some black men." You know. Because mm. the fact is, mm. why do they have, um, mm. in the white neighborhoods, they have um, these drugs that ha make you have babies. What's that called again? Oh, uh, yeah, Plan yeah. B? No, to give no. you babies, to inject yeah, for, you. Yeah, fertility drugs. fertility drugs. Drug. Uh, yeah, yeah. And in black neighborhoods, they have planned, um, planned Parenthood. Yeah. They don't have Planned Parenthood in Beverly Hills. Are you fucking crazy? Right, 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 uh, right. They, uh, yeah, That's interesting. No, it's just the uh, Monaco, yeah. France. They don't have it out there, Planned right. Parenthood. They want to have babies because the, the, the race is dis decreasing. Right. And, right. Then, and, right. And, and minorities multiply like rabbits. These guys, these guys are mm. dying with, dying with disease, right. AIDS, syphilis, and they have fucking babies all day, every day. Well, you know, I think. You I know think, what I mean? You know no, what so you see what I'm saying? These I people do. are sick no, and having babies. These people are healthy and can't have no, babies. No, I think it's exactly what you guys are saying. The, How do you think we get all these diseases in our community? But I think, yeah. Stop babies. But I think, yeah. I think the key, though, though, the whole thing is it, it, at the end of the day, it's just fear. You know what I'm saying? At yeah. the end of the day, We all have fear. It's fear. fear. This is a fear-based world. But, but, yeah. that, but that particular thing is you have people that are making decisions based in fear. We yeah. all have fears, but the difference is when you're courageous, you have fear and you move forward anyway, right? Because you're courageous. So even though you yeah. feel the fear, you can move forward. Whereas you have some people that are making their decisions based on fear. Yes. And when they make their decisions based on fear, that creates situations like, you know, women aren't allowed to have abortions yeah. and, you know, and a disregard for, for the female spirit. 
Yeah. You, you see Absolutely. what I'm saying? So I, I think that, that that whole, you know, white supremacy thing is kind of fueling that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of fueling that underneath. Yeah. And it's it's not something that anybody's ever probably going to admit unless you go to some certain websites on the, on the yeah. online. They're not going to admit it, but white, I feel like that's fueling it. White supremacy has such an effect on us. Yeah. Since you're bringing up that, that has such an effect on us. White supremacy. It has such an effect on us that we think in a white supremacist perspective. I know what you mean. Right, well, if you, right. Yeah, if you've been programmed. Yeah. We so, are programmed. Yeah, yeah. We're programmed. So right now, yeah. I don't care how conscious so you mean. We're programmed. We are dumb. But you got to break, you gotta break it down. Yes. That's why. Yeah. That's we why are dumb. So, we are dumb. Why, don't think what, we ain't these that's Europeans. What, that's why dumb. when the Bible says, be ye um, strengthened by the renewing of your mind, and you yeah. can even say that reading the Bible is a program, and, and yes, we are programmed, but yeah. the thing is, the thing is, what kind of mind do you have? Do you have a mind that can go outside of the, the normal paradigms? Do you have a mind that can break out beyond whatever parameters that have been set for you so that you can see things differently? Because it's, you know, it's it's the whole idea of, of you know, like deja vu is, is seeing something that, um, something new that seems familiar. And then there's vuja day, right? Seeing something familiar in a new way. You know what hmm. I'm saying? And my thing is that, so what we have to do is we have vuja to look. Day. Yeah, you got to see things Familiar things in a new way. So yeah, yeah. Love there's that, there's dude. there's the programming. There's the you know people that want to teach you to hate yourself. Self hate exactly. people that teach. But you got to yeah. see things in a new way. Familiar things in a new way, so you can go beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I look yeah. at um, this is what I think when you say I look at this. I think this like I may be weird, nigga. I go like this, right? I was doing some research on this guy. What was his name? He was um he was down with um he he was um. Dumas, he was down with Napoleon. Alexander yeah. Dumas, the black general. Yeah, yeah he was the down black with, count. Yeah, he was down with yeah. Dumas, but yeah. he was down with um, Napoleon, but he was down with Louis XIII first before he died. They killed Louis, um, him and his wife. What was her name yeah. again? Antoinette. Yeah, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, he was down with that crew too. And so I said, wow, this is interesting. A black motherfucker was down with Napoleon and these guys. And his yeah, history, yeah. the history of his family is the Haitian guy originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alexander, the thing is, right, yeah. I, I said, well, I'm interested. I want to know about this guy. So I look, about it, I look at him. I come down to the... The 30s and the 40s, his families are in the Olympics for fencing. They're no longer Dumas's. Their name are Oppenheimer's. Mm, mm. And you know what's even deeper? His son ended up being a writer. Oh, those, that's new That's old stuff. Yeah. So he had three sons. One was a yeah. writer, one was a play art. Yeah. Frith, it was Alexander Dumas Frith. And I think it was Alexander Dumas... Maybe junior, but it was three or four of them. The son, the son was very the, One of the family. sons was the one who wrote all the plays, yeah, Alexander yeah, Dumas. Yeah. But the, the but the father, his he was the, the black general. count. He was a general yeah. in Napoleon's the Polish army. Count of Monte Cristo wow. is his story. It's based on uh, him. It's based yeah, they, on his yeah, dad. The black count. There's a book out called wow. The Black Count that really talks about. Um, Alexander yeah. Dumas, the general. I read that book. And, yeah, I read it too. I read it yeah, too. It, it was it was uh, the black count, and it was it's an unbelievable story about you know this guy who was a general. A black general in Napoleon's army, and when I say a general, he had a whole division, and um, he was like unbelievable, and he'd rush into battle with a sword and fuck everybody up, and he was <laughs> people. Yeah, no, he was smart so listen, too. Now you say that though, but then you then you go down history and we get back into look, the twentieth century. Now his family are in the Olympics and they're fencers. Right, that, that trip. Yeah, it is. And they had the bloodline. He's a general with a sword, leading with a sword. Now the fencing champions in yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. He was. I hope um, someone want to be on the show. I hope someone hear me calling the Oppenheimer family that related to him, the yeah. Dumas family. I wish yeah. they hear me on my iPod and come down. Yeah. And he join. got put in prison towards the end too. They they betrayed him. Oh yeah, Napoleon up, yeah. betrayed him. Yeah, he was, really. He was, he was jealous. He was yeah. jealous of him. Yeah. He was jealous of the Haitian revolutionaries too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dessaline and what's the uh, Toussaint Overture? He was so jealous yeah, of him. He was such songs. a little small guy, and he was yeah. so massive. Yeah, yeah. Vitality. Yeah, he was so songs. jealous of them. 
Toussaint Louverture was very crafty and clever. Yes. He was very clever and crafty. But he made a mistake by trusting his white slave masters. That's one thing. He would, he would never hurt them. And yeah. there was this guy named Sertonix yeah. that was saying he was a white guy, but he said kill all the whites. And he wouldn't do that. He, he liked the white people that treated mm-hmm. him nice. He wouldn't mm-hmm. kill them. And Sertonix said, you're going to pay for that. So Napoleon had, I want to have a meeting with you. So he got on the, tr- the boat to go have a meeting, and they... They they lied and they put him in chains and he starved them to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst one of the worst mistakes the worst mistake you can make. And I always tell my team this: the worst mistake you can make is one from kindness. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Listen, That's the worst. Again. The worst mistake you can make is one out of kindness, mm-hmm. trying to be nice. Because yeah. if you didn't know, if you're ignorant, that's one thing. If you're stupid, that's one thing. If they fool you, that's another thing. But to make a mistake yeah. trying to be I'm nice, nice. Yeah. oh, you feel oh, you, oh shit. Yeah. Shit. There's nothing worse than that. <laughs> That's the worst. Yo, make I a mistake out of kindness. Sure. You, know, you know, peace comes. Dick war dictates peace. Yeah, it does. It's always been that war is going to dictate peace. It does. It does. And yeah. now, now here's the thing, though. War does. It, it can. It can definitely set up peace, but it, it doesn't necessarily always have to be physical war. Sometimes oh, it can be psychological and mental, yeah. but war does precede peace. Listen, it's the yeah, war yeah. we're going on right now. Uh, yeah. it's, it's scary because right now minorities are starting to figure things out with the, this stuff. Yeah, with the Internet. We're starting to figure mm-hmm. things out. We're starting to figure out how we got here, who we were. If you ever do the history mm-hmm. of what are those kind of, what are those women called, mulatto women? If you do oh, you become a bitter motherfucker. And really mm-hmm. know the history of mulatto women and what they did in New Orleans and how mm-hmm. they treated them and what they did. Mm-hmm. Creole and how, women. Yeah, and how these people had families and when it was time to have their, their fucking, uh, what did they say? They had their, 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 their orgy balls and stuff. You have to leave your family and go and participate in the orgy ball. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then go back to your husband and your family like nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah. Mm. You know? Well, you know, that that's, you know. It's dark. Yeah, no, but power, say, power dictates the rules, man. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why um, yeah. the world is really frightening now because we're getting the consciousness of power. It's getting ready to change. We change. Yeah. And the tw- listen, we're getting ready to change the way we eat food. The yeah. way we eat food is about to change. The way mm. we smoke cigarettes are about to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to mm. live longer, and that's going to be even frightening. Mm. More frightening. For some. Yeah. For some. Be, oh, no, the power of the bee is going to be more frightening unless they control the people that, that's living longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, look... At the end of the day, there is room for, I think, certain forms of reconciliation and love. You know, love is a key factor in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you, you, you put love in there and you're going to love your way through a war. I'm yeah. just saying that I'm saying that love has a place. You know what I'm saying? And it's not only about division. It's not only about fear. It's about faith. It's about believing in yourself. It's about seeing the, the, the beauty and the character of other people, too, because we always must remember that even with everything that we're talking about, there are always people on both sides that are trying to come together. It's not always a bunch of people trying to separate themselves from each other. There's always people on the other side who are saying, you know what, I love you the same way you love me. And we have to remember that because if not, we'll, 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 we'll speak division into our world and it will only you know, end up crumbling into a, 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 a seeping pool of negativity. How do you define love, though, in that well, perspective? I think, I think love, you know, it's funny. Mm. You know, it's that old saying, right? Like, like if you're in the desert, love is water, right? If you're, you know, if you're on a, you know, a freezing mountaintop, love is heat. You know, it, you know, love is the appropriate response, you know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, there's a difference between it's not always romantic love and it's always not always nice love. I'll give you an example. If you're in the Civil War and you know the level of medicine, love is sawing a guy's leg off. Mm. Because, you know, by sawing your leg off, I'm giving you the best chance to, to live. Yeah. So love is not always pleasant, mm. but, love is, but love is a real thing. 
You know, love is is real. It's not always pleasant, but it's but love is appropriate. Love is the appropriate response in the in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Love could be, you know, doing away with with one enemy for the greater good of our society. Love can be many things. You know, that's what love is. So why is it called love? You think? Well, I think those are those are just English words, right? Those are yeah. terms. I mean, you get back to yeah. there's all kind of love. You go back to the ancient Greek, yeah. and you have like different forms of love that they talk about: romantic love, l- love between family, family love, love. But you know, there's different. I think terms like there's you can make finer distinctions in the category of love, but ultimately, you know, it, love is what's needed. You it's, know what I'm it's, saying? It's, it's total commitment. Yeah. Pretty much. It is. It is total commitment to the appropriate it's, and necessary yeah. mm. thing, whatever that thing is, I think, at the moment. Yeah, total commitment. I think that's what love is, is, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Total commitment. There's an ineffability of the energy of it, of the power. It's something you can't really put into words. Yeah. True. Yeah. What you're talking about, L, what I'm talking, you know, love, the love that can carry people through a war, the love that can... Love of country. Love of country. Love, love of family. Of what you're doing. Love mm-hmm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it goes back to that, you know, and just to flip it, but but it goes back to, I, I don't know, it was a courtroom proceeding and someone had asked this judge, he said, you know, it's like kind of like porn. You, you, you know, you can't really describe it, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know it when you see it. Yeah. So love, you know it when you see it. If we're, you know, if we're in a war and our, our, our technological advancements have taken us to a certain level and we're in the Civil War times, and I saw your leg off. You know it's love because you know what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But you know even, what I'm saying? Listen, but even that, when you say, I know when I see it. They used to do porn in Roman times. Porn was fucking open in the street. You could screw your slave in the street. You could have sex with your wife <laughs> with a man. You could do anything in the street. How so, is anybody getting anything done? Yeah, how is that? You know, because it got time didn't exist. Time is made by men. It was just life. We're living right. life. Well, there's time, different types yeah. of time, right? There's time, kairos. Uh, there's an appointed time. There's, there's, there's all kinds of time. Time had to be made to create civilization. Before, it was just madness. Well, you know what's funny about time? Yeah. Einstein said that the only reason that we have time is so everything doesn't happen at once. <sighs> and I thought that that was a very interesting way of looking at it. Because if there was no time, everything would happen at once. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that that was interesting. You know, yeah, that's interesting. No. You know? Time, time is perspective and perception. That's true. You that's know? absolutely because if you what did they say if you if you if you're holding your favorite woman time moves really really Slow. really quickly but right. if you put your hand on a on a hot on a hot frying feels pan like time forever. feels like forever yeah, yeah. so it, yeah time is relative and there is a a certain you know you, you feel what I'm saying yeah the relativity yeah, yeah. of it yeah it's crazy absolutely yeah. well time is so interesting I mean it's really just the flow of our consciousness that. We've had to put something to, yeah. you know, you know listen, yeah. I, when, to I, when I took the, the toe, there's no time, there's no space in there. Right. Yeah, the DMT, right? right? Yeah, you took the DMT. Yeah, when you take there's no time, there's no space, you're just there. And the shit just happening that you're feeling. It's yeah. Nothing yeah, like, I heard about that. I heard about that DMT. Yeah, I heard it's a, that that's. It's, it's really enlightening. Yeah, you found out there's nothing there, right? Like you, you found out you're nothing. You got yeah, stripped I'm away. I'm found out, I don't know if I'm a bitch or not when you strip your ego. But <gasps> you're scared. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. You, don't, you don't see anything. You're not yeah. for nothing to get you scared. You're scared. Without your ego, you're a fucking bitch. Oh, what's happening? I'm unless, dead. Unless I'm you fucking get, dead. Unless I'm you dead. get past to that. <laughs> unless, you get, unless you get beyond it to the actual spirit. Oh, yeah. The spirit has yeah. no fear. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you an example. How many times when you were fighting, and like, you know, you, you Iron Mike. Let's mm-hmm. be real. You Iron Mike. 
men fear you all over the planet. But how many times were you afraid in the in the ring when you went in? Every there? time, right? So, but you know what? You fought anyway. Yeah. And yeah. when you when you got past the ego in the front, back to the spirit, yeah. then you were strong again. You see what I'm saying? No doubt so about that. So the spirit, yes. the spirit gives you that. The, the spirit yeah. is what you want to tap into. The spirit is what you want to pay attention to. Exactly. To because some people have you know different experiences Absolutely. than me. They have. They go on journey. I'm so. I'm so afraid. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. They just go so fast. Yeah, I've been hearing about the DMT. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I but once you, nah, nah, brother. There's yeah. four people like you. Yeah, yeah. There's four people like you. It's, it puts you in your highest form of elevation. As yeah, far as yeah. thought concern. Yeah. You look at people and you look at yourself totally different. Yeah. You know. You know. There's a God. You. You'll yeah. know His name. Yeah. But you know something that's worthy of prayer. Yeah, I just don't want to wake up with, you know, all leather on with the red ball in my nah, mouth. <laughs> shit talking about, did you like that shit? Nah, <laughs> wake nah. up with a fucking red, nah, fucking nah. Pulp Fiction. Fucking <laughs> you're going to have to humble yourself because you're yeah. going to believe you're a god after that. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have to control yourself. Yeah, you know? that's powerful. You're going to say, whoa. Yeah, yeah. All everything I, I thought my whole life was a fucking lie. Yeah, yeah. Now I feel you. I feel now, you. That could be afraid. That could be frightening. You might love the way your life is now and say, wow. Nah, listen, listen. If I can unplug from the Matrix, baby, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. A, well, if I can unplug, I, unplug yeah, me, baby. It's unplug. It's <laughs> yeah. If I can unplug from the Matrix, by all means, I accept I mean, it. It lets you know that things are bigger than you. We're absolutely not. I love that. We're not. I'm all for that. That I'm all for. You know what I mean? Oh, I think you're already unplugged, dude. You're, yeah, you look like you're about 35. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dude, you take, you've take you taken great care of yourself, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Health, fitness, always been a big Why part you of your life. Why you never did a program? Um, you know what? Never thought about that. No, I, you know, I actually, videos, right? I have no. I have uh, a couple of books out there. I have um, a couple of books: Platinum Workout, and I have Platinum Three Sixty Two Workout books that are out there. That's awesome. And, uh, Imagine if they saw you on this beautiful screen. Your I know. Body pumping and shit. <laughs> I'm actually been money, thinking nigga. about that. I have some you money. Up there. About getting, you know, maybe opening up some gyms at a certain no. point. I've been thinking about that and considering that. So that's people should stay are. tuned that's for who that. You are, man. You be yeah. fucking the women that come there in droves, and the guys gonna come for the. Yeah, that'd be crazy, dude. My college strength. Coach went to crazy. Arizona, played football. He used to have us do the LL med ball abs. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Where you'd be start on your back, yeah, and yeah, do a med ball sit up to stand, stand up, absolutely, absolutely. We used to do those like fucking they work. crazy, they Hell work, yeah, they work, they work, they, they get work. The core solid, absolutely. You have to have a strong core, yeah, you got to have a strong core yeah, because for you to be the, the best you you could be, you want to maximize your potential, right? Yeah. And you, you obviously, you know about it, you're a fit guy, and obviously, Mike, I mean, yeah. It yeah. goes without saying. So you want to maximize your potential. You got to be strong. You got to be yeah. the best you you could possibly be. It's yeah. not about like trying to be fifteen or twenty two forever. Mm. It's about being the best thing that best man that you could be your entire life. You so know what I'm good. saying? That's what it's about. And being comfortable with that too. Yeah. Embracing that. Not feeling like you know. Not feeling slighted. Not feeling like oh I'm older. But feeling being the best you you could be. You know what I'm saying? That's what I respect. When a, when a man says, yo, I'm going to be the best me that I could possibly I be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Maximize your potential. Your potential. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be your height. Yeah. I don't need to be. Because yeah. even though you're taller than me, I don't feel short. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I got to maximize my yeah. potential. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And be the best me I can be. Absolutely. You feel You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's what you want to do. You know I what I mean? feel that, man. Yeah. Um, you talked about as a kid going to that meeting with Rick Rubin doing yeah. handstands on the train. Yeah. So was training and working out, that was always part of your life. It was always because, and I'll tell you the real reason, the real reason why I got into fitness 
straight up and down is because guys would come home from jail and just be huge. Oh. And then they'd be working out, lifting weights in the backyard, and my man Norton, and they'd be in the front yard lifting weights. <laughs> but they weights. make it like it's heavy, talking shit, yeah. drinking, yeah. gambling. Yeah. Why yeah. they doing that? Shooting the dice. Yeah. Yeah. Hold my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like sitting there, you're like, yo, I gotta get in shape. Yeah. This shit is, this seems like part of yeah. the rules. They got nothing to do, but yeah. they're on the corner all yeah. day and flexing, drinking beer, flexing it's true. all day. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's true, man. Just it's with true. the bench out front. Bench in the front yard, baby. I love that. I'm telling you, going around with the BVD, uh, BVD nylons on, my man had the that. big chest. I used to be like, yo, I got to get in shape. I got to get in shape. This is crazy. Everybody's running around looking muscular. You're like, yo, I got to get in shape. And it just, it kind of inspires you. Yeah. I know yeah. that is a positive that, that comes from a negative. Yeah. Because obviously the jail culture is a very, it's negative. Right, right. You know, anybody in jail tell you that. Anybody who's been there tell you that. It's a negative. And you know, I came to see you yeah. when you were in jail. It's a negative. I could see it in your eyes when I saw you, you know, because we was like yeah, little crazy. kids together almost. And you was like, first thing you said to me is, yo, what are you doing here? Because you couldn't even associate me with coming to see you in that predicament. That's but amazing. I came to see you. Yeah, I was happy you did it. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? No doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah, that's and, so, uh, and so it's like, it's like, you know, you think about it. I was like, my man is in here and I want to see him. I want to give him love. You know what I'm saying? And let him know that we still love him regardless. You know what I mean? So it was like, when I think about that, that the, there, there are positives that come from it too, though. Like, yo, I want to be the strongest I can be. I want to be the best I can be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, it's good, yeah. man. It's good yeah. stuff. What do you do these days, your training regimen? Um, well, you know, it, like yesterday was a, like a, a slow day in terms of training, so I did an hour on the elliptical. You mm. know, I, I, I did intervals. I, I got my heart rate elevated, but I only did an hour, and then I took a shower and rested. But then there are other days where I do, I always do cardio and weights, mm. and then I hit the heavy bag. Okay. Because, um, but I, I hit the heavy bag more for mental focus, clarity, some endurance, because I mean, but you got to go all out to get tired, because the thing about the heavy bag is it can lull you into thinking you're in shape, because because you pace yourself, you know, so you need somebody yeah. to put the heavy bag. You got to go all out on yeah, a heavy yeah. bag. You got to go all out on a heavy bag if you really want to be something. tired. Because yeah. if not, you just be hitting the bag, and, yeah. you know. But I, So I play with the bag, um, lift the weights, um, and then get on the treadmill, do sprints. Um, I do some elliptical. Um, I do incline bench, obviously rows, um, you know, pull downs for back. Yeah. Um, you know, I do some upright rows. I do, you know, cur- I do all the normal stuff that we know about. Yeah. It's just how you do it. Yeah. It's just how you do it. And yeah. I never, I also try to make sure that I never get where I can't move. Yeah. I want to be able to move because a lot of guys, they have candy muscles. Yeah. Right, so it looks good, but it's not functional. Yeah, and the guy has a big chest, but he can't throw punches. He worst. can't even get his arm across his damn chest, and he he's he's so in shape, but his candy muscles. You yeah. hit him in his chin, he go to sleep yeah. immediately. You know, yeah. well that could be anybody, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you want to yeah, be functional. You want to yeah. have functional muscles. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So I always I always work at it from that point of view, making sure that I can I have agility. I can move. I can you know I can get on the treadmill, jump off, do sprints. You know, maybe I put the treadmill on 11.0, and we'll go for 30 seconds jump yeah. off 11.0 30 seconds jump off you know let you know what i mean yeah. like things like that or yeah. then, then we'll slow it down maybe we'll go hey. at 8.0 hey. at a two incline or a three incline you know what i mean yeah so you know put in um sonorian long distance runners sonorian i want to show you something okay that people um they get up every day these Mexicans, they get up every day and they run 200, 300 miles. You're talking about the Born to Run, like the Born to Run. You know about that book, that Born brother, to Run? No, but you see that brother that does that? I want to meet these Sonorian. guys. 
No, the Sonorian Desert with these Mexicans. Yeah. They're like 200, 300 miles. That's crazy. Yeah, that there's a book called Born to Run that I started. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. Women, yeah. men, old men, yeah. the kids, the babies, the whole family. Some of them do it barefoot, right? Yeah, barefoot. Some of them do it yeah. with the sandals on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know about what, that. When I used to train, when I used to say, God, now how do we get in shape? And I used to I used to um, read about the Greek warriors, Achilles, and all these guys, and what they yeah. did. And I read about Xenophon, the march of the ten thousand. He yeah. walked march ten thousand, march with ten thousand people around what seventeen hundred miles, something like that. And yeah, they didn't Xenophon, lose anybody. The yeah, Xenophon. Xenophon, the march of the ten thousand. That's crazy. Yeah, I was saying this is how we go to shit. So I would just walk. I would walk to my gym, work out, then walk back. So that must have been twenty five miles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. You used to walk to the gym and walk back? That's in my house in Vegas. I walked to the gym, I trained, then I walked back. Wow. That's crazy. I was, I was smoking a lot too, though, but I was saying, this is what these niggas did. These niggas not better than me. Yeah. But my feet felt like somebody took a yeah. blowtorch and put it on. Oh, man. How, yeah. did they, how did they get them? That's how they made Marathon. A guy, yeah. a warrior, ran yeah. 25, 26 point something yeah. miles. Gave the message what was happening back then. No, and died. Yeah, no. What they what they did was the, the, the story. <laughs> the story of marathon. They they actually ran the twenty six point yeah. seven miles, but they had to run back in order to show to show the. I, I believe it was the um the, the you know, not the not, you don't call them Indians, but the the, the Indian um. Empire, I forget the Persians. Persians the, to show the Persians that they were back in time, so they, you know, so that yeah. they couldn't, so those guys wouldn't invade the Go coast. Ahead, show about marathon. They, Let's get yo. this shit down. Let's get the yeah. reality of this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Uh, that's crazy. Is it the Rara Mori tribe? No, no, this one. No, I'm talking. Let's do the Greek one. The history of marathon. Oh, how, did oh, marathon history of marathon. how did marathon come about? Okay, the runner of marathon. See, they got this nigga running. Right? Was it? Um, Philippines. Fidipides. He's the one that died. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the military victory against the Persians. But go yeah. go to the actual battle of Marathon. Uh-huh. Um, go go when they um when the actual the soldiers had the, the the march. Yeah, the battle of Marathon. Go to the battle of Marathon. Yeah, yeah. The first Persian invasion of Greece was fought between the citizens. Exactly. A Persian force commanded by the battle was culminated first attempt by Persia, yeah, to subjugate Greece. The Greek arm decisively defeated the more numerous Persian, making a turning point in the Greco-Persian War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy. And they, 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 um, they, they did a long march. They had to do a long march. They fought one battle, then they did a long march back to protect the, the, the coast from the from the Greek navy, I mean from the Persian navy that was coming in, so that was you know that was a thing. I, I you love guys that's world histories off yeah, the yeah. charts. That's so. my that's my that's my hobby. Like that's all I love to do. Like that's, I love that. That's my hobby. You know what I'm saying? Like that's dope. Man. I love that. Yo, it's funny, Mike. You like that shit too. That's yeah. funny. That's that's Mike cool. Because I don't meet history. many people who are into it like that. Where you yeah. want to go? Do you want to go to the Franks now? Want to go to Clovis? Want to go to Finna- what are you the Charlemagne? On these days? Charlemagne uh-huh. is crazy. What's your What are you interested in right now? No, I just um. I'm really interested. You know what freaks me out? That we allow um, indigenous people to, to be indigenous in this world in time. There's people that's been on the island in Senegal for over 40,000 years, and we didn't civilize them yet. Yeah, yeah. We didn't give them a knock to you. So now if they, come to, if they came here right now, they'd die because we'll breathe on them and shit. Why? Now, people shouldn't live like this in this day and time. They should be nationalized. Well, know. you know what? I, I, I flip. Yeah, I, I, I beg to differ. I think that people should have the right to live. I think that a lot of the problems in the world have been created because people want other people to live the way they live. Mm-hmm. I think you know what? It's 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 mind your business. No, like, we should be all civilized. No nah. way. There should be no non civilized people. You think? I mean, what is nah. civilized? I think it's Excuse all me? perspective. Yeah. Yes, I look. I look. No one. No, it's not perspective. This is not, this is my perspective. Um. 
I meet somebody and he picks he picks his pee piss and throws piss in my face. Mm-hmm. That's not civilized. Right. Him wanting to attack me for no reason is not civilized. But you know what? People what? attack people for no reason in the name of civilization. I, that's true too. But I'm talking about uh, that's that's from a big perspective. That means I'm coming to conquer your your I'm coming to conquer your country. And that part, I'm talking right. about. I'm coming to be your friend. I'm coming to civilize you to my to brotherhood. But you know what? Look, at, look what happened with you know. You think about indigenous people. The Throughout story history. they've been befriended yeah. and then con- and then yeah. You know, we're we're the indigenous people. You know why? Because <laughs> always, the problem with it is that you're. I understand what you're saying, but some, yeah. there's always somebody who takes kindness for weakness. There's yeah. always going to be somebody when I welcome you in with open arms and say yes. You know, like, you know, from what I understand, a lot of the American, original American Indians didn't even understand the the the, the idea of land ownership. Yeah. It's yeah, like, see, yeah, this is mine it. now. Yeah, okay. They sure. didn't understand uh, it. What they does that even mean? It. Like, it's yours now. Yeah, okay. this is our land. Well, no, when, right. they, no, when yeah. they offered to buy it, they said, I can't sell you. This is not mine. They offered they, to buy it. But and that's, what said, buy that's what I'm saying. So it's like, when you think about it from that perspective, it's like, you know what? People should have the right to live how they want to live, um, it, including, including and that includes everybody. In other words, if you want to wear a three-piece suit and have that kind of a society and have a democracy, by all means, you definitely should have the right to do that. But if you want to be in the jungle and you're happy and you're drinking deer milk or whatever it is and you climbing trees for your food and killing out and that's how you want to live, you should have the right to live that way. I don't agree. I are agree. You, I Mike, so. are you no. just saying so that people have access to modern medicine and yeah. running water? But what if they're happy? Excuse me? What if they're happy? Yeah, I mean... Maybe they don't know they're not happy. That, but that's what I'm saying. But maybe what if they're, they're, maybe they're but, happy. That, but, but ignorance is bliss. Maybe, so if yeah. they're happy, if they're happy... Yo, look, if you're maybe, happy, no, right? Maybe they ha- their happiness is not the concept of the idea of happiness, but their happiness with the concept of filth and insecurity and disease. But but you know what, Mike? <laughs> no, no. When they, but feel, when they've been around feel, thousands of years and they feel comfortable, if they feel good, if they feel good being barefoot with like some stuff around, you know, I got yeah. a fur on my balls and, and you know, I got a. Hey, can I, I tell you I, something? I feel comfortable. I get them used to it in 21 days. Well, that's habit. That You're talking about building habits. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, you can build a habit over a course of time. That's just like working out or thinking a certain way. Of we, course. I'm a habit. You're a habit. All of us are habits. Oh, I, of course. We're, of course. You're the sum of habits. Yeah, we you're the sum habits. of habits. But I think, I think that, look, letting people have the right to live how they want to live. Look, you can find a positive on both sides, right? You can have, you got people who say, you know, Af- you know, African society, you know, some of the people who were sold out by their own people and ended up in slavery. Because it's not like a white guy went over there and said, I'm taking everybody. It was There was people mm-hmm. that were part of that process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be very difficult for you to just go and take people from somewhere if they don't want to go. All right. But and I'm not saying they want to go by any means. I'm just saying that there was a whole process there. Right. That was horrifying and yeah. terrible. And it was the worst shit in the world. And you could say that now you have people around the, the world who are successful who become successful, like, you know, because of their participation in European culture or their participation in some of the Western things that go on. But what I'm saying is, but the flip side of that is, the flip side of that is, you know what, there are people that are happy, like you talked about, you know, it like that. Was it the Mari tribe? Was yeah. it the tribe that's on the island yeah. that they shoot arrows at the planes yeah. when the planes Senegal, go over? Is that uh, Senegalese? Senegalese. Senegalese. Yeah, Senegalese. Yeah, yeah, it's the Mari tribe. It's the Mari tribe, right? Yeah. And that's the one they they tried to go visit, yeah. and they're just hostile. But you no, know, no. But the Mari, they've killed around seven people visiting them already. But you they know don't what? Want anybody. Everybody no. who got visited ended up getting fucked. All right, yeah. All right Everybody yeah. who got the right. visit. So peep Yo, this. Everybody right, so who got visited right. got fucked. All right, it's so like you can't 
name anybody who right. did, so everybody who got visited got fucked. Well, listen, I'm here. If I'm here, they need to be here too. If I'm here, they need to be here too. If I'm in this motherfucker, they need to be here too. Mike, nah, 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 nah. It's just like the hood, Mike. It's just yeah, like the Appalachians. Leave. It's people that are in West Virginia and the Appalachians who've been years. there who've been there for years and years and have never left. And the only exposure that they have to the outside world is through the media, through what's online, through their phones, through through the internet, through TV. So that's, are they on the end brothers, they breed with each other, no, brother. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I just think so. I, I, I don't know. No, I would say that just everybody doesn't think big. Everybody doesn't you know, everybody doesn't wake up and think there's more out there. Everybody doesn't wake up and say, yo, there's a bigger world out there. You have some people, they're just simple people. It's nothing wrong with them. It's not that they're any necessarily dumber or smarter or worse off. Or it's just the spirit of some people is, you know what? This is my community. This is where I live. I'm yeah. home. And they're simple. Like, I, I'll give you an example. I had a wonderful experience. I went out to Ohio. I was out there hanging out, talking about different, doing some different stuff. Really simple people in Ohio. There was very, you know, it wasn't like New York and L.A. Totally different yeah. spirit. The middle yeah. of the country, you know, thinks different, feels different. You know, yeah. we talk about a lot of fancy concepts, and you know, in New York and L.A. Um, but, you know, in the middle of the country, things are a little, uh, on certain levels, are a lot simpler. Yeah. And people aren't thinking about all of that fancy shit. You know, they're thinking about just taking care of their families, making sure everybody's happy, making sure there's a meal on the table, making sure their kids get educated, making sure they have good work and they feel good and that they can have some enjoyment in life. And it's just some people that think very, very yeah. simply. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not, you can't necessarily criticize it it's just a different way of thinking you know new york and la we're very sophisticated you know east coast west coast i mean look you got tv shows right you, you got tv shows literally like like a fucking million people watch them and they get all the awards don't know you watch this shit <laughs> nobody fucking watches this shit b and you get all the awards are you fucking kidding me are you kidding me right now you you got literally a million people watch this shit and you get all the fucking awards and then you got shows where like 10, 15 million people watching don't get shit. Now, now come on. 
Well, that's how the system plays. That's how the system plays. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. That's the difference. That's what I'm talking about. On what the system, you have all these people that are very sophisticated. They're real fancy. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, they 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 know this. They know that. And then you got some people that are very simple. Yeah. This is middle America. This is a simple. These are simple folks who just want to, you know, jobs. Just want jobs and life and love and happiness and they're not barbecues. You know, hey, Fourth of July and just keep it simple. Yeah. And you. You got to respect both. Absolutely. I've learned to respect both. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I've learned to respect both, and and it it really was an eye opener for me because you can forget. Yeah. You can forget that there are simple people out there that just working class, normal people that are not part of this fancy world that we live in. You know, we we you know we we have friends that are billionaires and shit like that. Like these people don't you know they're not meeting you know guys like that, women like that. They're not meeting people like that. They, it's a whole different mindset. That's like another planet, you know, and you have to remember that. Well, on a very primal level, evolutionarily. I was taught, I was taught not to be those people as a kid. Be I, I watched my mother. Be I watched my father. I watched my them live that life, mm-hmm. nobody's life. Yeah, it's you know I what want, I didn't want. That's what it was called then, the nobody's life. I didn't want that nobody. I didn't want that desperate life when things were hard. You had to do desperate things that you yeah. lose your fucking pride over to get food for the kids. Yeah, I didn't like that. Well, that's life. a different thing, right? Because now you're talking about you're talking about where you're talking about survival. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. being deprived. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole nother level. Like what I was talking about is just the average people who are doing okay. They're not doing phenomenal, but they're doing okay. Now, when you talk about any poverty, min- any yeah. minute, any minute they can die. Yeah, when you talk about poverty, when you talk about poverty, okay. When you talk about poverty, whether it's the inner city or you talk about like, you know, some of the some of the whether it's the black community or some of the southern white communities where people just yeah. where, where it's all Devastated. about survival yeah. and everybody's all fucked up and nobody has nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, United States is hey, funny. You fucked me up with that because I lived in Ohio, but I didn't live in that world. Everything. Ex- was, yeah. Yeah. I want this. I'm yeah. Fuck. Exactly. So so where, when you think you of Mike, though. Huh? But I'm upstairs. I'm in, I got Cleveland, a farm. No, I'm a farm like um, 60 minutes, 40 minutes from Cleveland. I got a farm. Everything's good. I got a massive house. Everything looks great over here. The town is nice. Everything's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the you regular know? people, yeah. Yeah. regular people aren't living I'm that fucked. life. Yeah. They're not, they don't have heated marble floors. The high school basketball player is their biggest star. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you got to respect. So I've learned you that. You know, he's yeah. always learned, in the paper, the high school basketball player. And what I've learned, man, is that. You got to respect people for who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to respect regular people for being regular people. Mm. And that's all right. And I don't judge people by, by – everybody doesn't get judged by the same standards and rules. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about the inner city or when you talk about Appalachian, when you talk about people, you know, Flint, where, where met Flint, where people with water problems, you talk about people having issues yeah. with, with, with nutrition, you talk yeah. about no money. I mean, Nothing. that's a whole nother type of mentality Nothing. too. Yeah. That's another mentality. Don't got money to see the doctor. Yeah, yeah the doctor. it's crazy, yeah, man. So, you know, we got to, like, like even Flint, like, you talk about Flint, right? Like, there's really no reason, really no reason right now in the United States of America at this day and age why those people shouldn't have water. That yeah. shit is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, that's nuts to me <clears throat> that they're not, like, they're not being taken care of that, that somebody hasn't gone in and really taken care of that. It's you know what unbelievable. I'm saying? To yeah. me, I think you find money in the government, you figure it out. Yeah. You find the funds, you find the financing. Even prime example, and I don't know if it was included, but I understand that they had this big disaster relief 
um, bill that passed or you know, whatever it mm-hmm. was to get funding for some of the disasters, natural disasters that have happened in the U.S., including Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I think that Flint should have been included in it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then that could be because they're poor white kids, the black kids. They should be included in it. included. But they're not. Why aren't they? They're not. Everybody's talking about they're not. You know Still why? Because everybody doesn't care about everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, you can always, you can always count on self-interest. A lot of people, they base their decisions, including politicians, including even everyday people to a certain extent. They, their decisions are based on self-interest, fear and self-interest. You know what I'm saying? And they make decisions based on that. You know what I mean? So, so when you're dealing with people that are making decisions based on self-interest and they have another agenda, they're not thinking about something that's bigger than themselves. But if we had a... If we have a government or if we have a, a just people in general in positions, not to criticize our government because they do some things right. But I'm saying if we have people in position that 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 think about the greater good and think about what what's best for all of us, I think that we would have a better country and a better society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that that's part of what's missing. Well, you know I think what I mean? we're seeing that turnover happening right now. It like is. You were saying with this abortion bill being passed. And it's really, in my eyes, it looks to be the death throes of the white supremacy. It is. You know, it is. It's they're clawing with their fingernails at everything they can to hold on to this. Well, you know, people that benefit from the old way fight against the new way as much as possible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, um. I keep saying when you talk about the white supremacy, right? What are they going to do for when all the whites are gone? We still have all their, um, we have their characteristics. White supremacy continues to go on in another form. Well, yeah, well, you're always going to, people are always going to, you're right, Mike. People are always going to find something to separate us, right? If everybody was, if everybody was blind and they'd be talking about the people with big hands versus small hands or goddamn it, high voices versus low voice, they'd figure something out because people love to compartmentalize, make categories and put people in boxes. They just, enjoy that and fear makes them do that because you have people that are afraid that they're going to go away people are afraid that oh you know you want our women or you want our girls or you're not going to and that is a, a an unnatural fear it's a it's a a, 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 a knee-jerk response or reaction rather to fear you know what i'm saying it's yeah. really like you know it's a lot of fear-based shit going on so we just yeah. gotta i think look the more we could come together as people um, the better. I know that. I know that in the context of what's going on in the world, that that may seem a little idealistic, and it probably is. But I do believe that there is some truth in it. That the more we can come together, the so better off we'll all be. Yeah. Um. And I, I what I'm not going to let people do is I'm not going to let people make me like hate all white people because there's one group that is on a some kind of weird mission. I'm going to like judge people separately and let people be who they are. You know, just like every brother ain't a brother. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I like so, you know, I'm everybody that fights you is not your enemy and everybody that helps you is not your friend. That's right. That's mm. right. And sometimes your enemies are your best friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I say that in the sense of not like your enemy being your best friend, but sometimes the actions of your enemy can turn out to be the most rewarding oh, and beneficial thing. That's for why a traitor is the most hated person in this planet. Because a traitor, he looks like you. He dresses like you. He eats the same food you do. He says the same thing to his mother that you say to your mother. But and even worse, he yeah. convinced you that he was with you. No, exactly. He, he does everything you do. Yeah, he makes yeah. you. You know, you're comfortable. Everything you yeah. do, you breathe. He does. Yeah, so and how that, can he you be know, my enemy. And it's funny you say that because see, that's the other part of it about about America that we have to remember that 
that, you know, especially, you know, as black people, and it's tough because of everything that goes on, but we got to remember that if somebody invaded these shores, mm-hmm. we still got to be there for this country. Oh, absolutely. Regardless of, regardless of some of the, the dirty laundry that we have internally with some of the race stuff, at the end of the day, this is our country. You know, like, you know, you got to love your country. Like, I'm not saying that it's all good. I'm not trying to whitewash it. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I know, you know, I I know I get all that. I really do. I get that there's some bad shit that happens. But what I'm saying is if boots hit the ground from another place, we have to be willing to defend it. We're not just going to lay back and say, okay, y'all got it. At least I would. No, we can't. I would. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Um, I the only think that, reason that we we wanted to go to the war because we wanted to convince the world we weren't cowards. Not only convince people, yeah, no, that right. was it. Yeah, they said yeah, we were yeah. cowards, we were unfit for war. Yeah, but but it's not. We fought in every war in this country. Well, look, look, my look. family fought in every war in this country. So did mine. My grandfather was in the army, and my father was yeah. in the navy. But you know what is even deeper than that, Mike? Look, everybody in the world was slaves at some point. Yeah, I know there's that. no ethnicity in the world that wasn't slaves. We just, you know, it's just when you go back thousands and thousands of years, history gets erased. And you know, I always look at I always look at race relations like like franchises in sports, right? I have this weird theory, right? Um, you know, the Yankees are up. They've been up for a long time, but there was a time when they weren't. Or they, they, so there, there are different races. Like there's an ebb and flow swinging of society, of swinging of the pendulum. So if you go back to when the Egyptians, or you go back to even before the, the Egyptians, when the Nubians, and you go back before that, thou, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years to the to some of the king letters Cave, and cavemen. Yo, there shit. was always an ebb and flow of people. So we can't get you can't wake up in the morning and feel like you're a loser. You know, and you don't because everybody, everybody in this world was a slave. Every ethnicity was a slave at some point. Mm-hmm. Believe me, they were either slaves, they were prisoners of war, they were indentured servants, they were absolutely dominated at some point. You go to Britain, you look at Britain, but look what the Romans did to Britain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you go, I mean, you could go any. I could point you see to the any tunnels country. in Britain. They got tunnels, biggest cities and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Moscow I could point too. to any country, the Romans, any, the any Romans. ethnicity. So. You can't get caught up in that. You got to love yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. How do you, how, what do you, when you say love, now let's go back to love him. Why do okay. you love him? Listen, when some people say, Mike, you got to treat yourself better. All right, I'm going to treat myself better. I'm going to go through a fucking orgy, right? I'm going to go buy myself a great fucking suit. I'm going to buy myself a Rolls Royce. Is that treating myself better? Right. Well, is treating myself good going to a fucking mental health center? Well, <laughs> Which you, one is treating well, myself you know good? what? You know what? It's, it's what brings you. Look, you could yeah. only do what you knew how to do, Mike. Exactly. So when you, were buying, when you were buying cars and crashing them and throwing away, I yeah. did the same thing. Huh? I bought fucking I bought a BM <laughs> in motherfucking in in Baltimore DC area crashed that shit on farmers and fuck it Let's just got another one. I did the same shit. <laughs> I did the same shit. I was retarded, but that's but I was only dealing yeah, with the information that I knew. I didn't know no better. Well, so listen, so exactly. so happiness and joy and what's best for you is about do you know any better? You can only use the information that you have. We couldn't have had this conversation, no. honey. When we was hanging out in Don King's no, house. No, no. Oh, forget it. Oh, oh, forget oh. it. <laughs> Fuck. What's wrong with me? <laughs> what is that like? Oh, fuck. Now, how's oh your family God. again? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Oh my god! That's oh my god! <laughs> Yo, oh, man. you know what I mean? So, 
you know. Fuck. Shit yeah. is hilarious. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> they kids, though. The kids are weird. Like, I just look at my son. My kids are weird. Yeah, yeah, kids kids yeah. are weird. Kids no are doubt, weird. man. So you use the information you got, man. Listen, yeah. man, listen I, watched, I, watched, no, I watched The Black Godfather last night. Clarence I watched it. It was amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. But when he said everything's numbered, I disagree with that. Okay, tell me why. Right, he says everything's numbers. He says okay. number your first numbers when you're born, your year you're born, and mm-hmm. the year that you die. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know what year they're born. Some listen didn't know what year he was born. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the information. Mm-hmm. Life is information. Mm-hmm. That's well, what you life know, is. I've always been a person with my the belief. Life is information. Yeah. We would not know it if it's, it ends and start with numbers. We didn't have well, the information. Well, it's accurate it information. It's yeah. accurate information. I, I would say, I would say that you know, I understand what he's saying. I've always been. I always hear people say like, "Men lie, women lie, numbers don't." That's true, but people lie with numbers. Yes. Right. So even though the numbers don't lie, people can lie with numbers. And listen, but right, but Al, I mean, look can, at Enron. Al, who Al? <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking Cool J. Who the fuck is counting? But that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. So, so exactly. So men lie, women lie, numbers don't. But yeah, but who's counting? That's exactly yeah. my point. So, you know, I've never really totally agreed with that. I, I, I understand the concept, and it is true in its essence. But it's 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 a fact. But the truth is, people lie with numbers. See, there's a difference between facts and truth. Right. There was a it was a it was a it was a fact. Everybody thought that the that the the sun revolved around the earth. But the truth was that the earth revolved around the sun. Right. So it's a fact that numbers don't lie that they they, it is even true. But it's even it's also true that people lie with numbers. You see what I'm saying? So you got to. You know, you got to kind of take all that with a grain of salt. That being said, I have supreme respect for Clarence, um, for Clarence no Avon and what he, what he brought to the table. And what, what he, he brought about. to the table was, now listen, that's, that started a whole new um, fucking dimension for us. Look, I wouldn't, I have a song for called us, Jingling Baby. Yes. My song Jingling Baby would not be, I wouldn't have that song if Clarence didn't agree to clear it. You know, because mm-hmm. we sampled um, Dennis Coffee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Scorpio. So, I mean, like, the, the, the reality is Clarence Avon. Is a, is a giant amongst men and what he was able to accomplish um, not being conscious of you know being conscious of what it meant to be a black man in America but still taking his life to that next level and doing what he did I mean that's un that's unheard of he's an unbelievable human being Superman he's amazing he should have been amazing. black Superman yeah, he's amazing he's amazing <laughs> he should have been black Superman and Quincy Jones who's a great friend of uh-huh. mine um who, you know, always, you know, instilled in me, gave me a lot of good advice and a lot of good energy and always showed me how to be classy. I mean, I would walk in the house, I would walk in the house at Mr. Jones's house and he'd be sitting in there with Marlon Brando talking, you know, and I'd see him talking and, you know, we'd be sitting at his kitchen and, you know, he'd be having, you know, baked potatoes hey, with I caviar. Hey, I talked to Marlon Brando on the phone before and he was pretty odd, man. Yeah, yeah. Really? Really? Odd guy, yeah. What was that like? Who? You know, tell me about no good motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what he was telling you about? <laughs> don't trust these motherfuckers. Don't do this and that. Why are you careful. on the phone That's funny. Um, who put me? Somebody put me on the phone with him. I don't know. Some donkey. Somebody put me on the phone like, with him. Talk to Marlon. Yeah, Marlon Brown wants to talk to you. Yeah. He was an older man then. He lived in that big old mansion that he had up yeah. there. But he was really, he was really um, kind of interesting, kind of creepy and shit. Yeah, what, what I saw him, he was just cool. He was just chilling with yeah. Mr. Jones, and they was just in there talking. I just remember sitting there like a fly on the wall, like tripping out. Like, yo, like Mr. Jones, he took me to meet Frank Sinatra. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And like, you know, I, I went to see Frank um, during some of his last concerts in Vegas. Yeah, when he was playing in out Atlantic there. City, too. Yeah, he and, played he, and he was like, you know, hey, Quincy, hey, Quincy, you have any problems? 
you call me, I'll call LL. He'll break somebody's legs for you. You know what I mean? Like, yo, yo, Frank Sinatra was cool. I met him like 90 when I was on top of my thing, right? I was doing my little thing, 90. I'm Mike Tyson. So he was talking to me. He was happy he was talking to me. So I'm looking. I'm I'm fucking looking at him like like this. And so he gets it, right? And then he says to me, um, before he leaves, he's, he's talking to some people, right? And I'm watching him. And before he leaves, he walks by me. And he said, listen, let me explain something to you, kids. Not how good you're doing. It's how, it's how long you're doing good. Woo! See, that's the real shit I'm talking about right there. It's not how good you're doing. It's how good, how long you're doing, doing, doing good. Yeah, that's the fuck. You know what's funny? Because when we was walking, we was walking. He said to me when we was walking towards his dressing room, no, no, he said, let me tell you "He was nice to me. He was really nice. He said, like a gentleman, nice to me. Check me.' But then I ran into him again. He was sick. He wasn't feeling good. And they wanted to take a picture. He said, "Mike, get over in there. Mike, get, Mike, get, get over here, man." And I said, "Well, okay." Yeah, yeah. I said, well, that's when I saw that part of him. I said, fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's a trip. Yeah. That's funny. I remember we was walking to the dressing room, and um, he said to me, he said, you know, stick with me, kid. I'm the guy you came to the dance with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, go home like with the person that. you came to the yeah, dance with. Yeah, right. That's the old yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go home with the person you he came said, to the dance with. stick with me, kid. With. I'm the guy you came to the dance <laughs> with. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, Frank Sinatra's cool, man. You know, he was, the, he was the man back then, you know, yeah. and he was human. You like know, they showed things that they never showed about his relationship with Ava Gardner. That he was just so overwhelmed, yeah. pussy whipped over her. He just couldn't. Oh, it. he was fucking dead. Uh-huh. He yeah. was dead. She could do anything to him, yeah. but she felt that she was entitled to because she felt she took care of him. And then when she took care of him, he went back with these guys. Like they, these guys, the one yeah. that drained him, put him in this situation Love for Frank, me to take man. care of him. And mm. yeah, she saw him at his weak moments. And sometimes when women see you weak, whoa, that's not healthy. It's definitely not. I don't allow my. Yeah, I don't allow that to happen. It's definitely not. You know, my wife even gets angry, but I don't let her see me that in a yeah. that bad. We've been low yeah. before. You know, yeah, look yeah. At you don't want to. You don't want to do too much Frank of that. Weak. No, too much of that boohoo and shit. You know, she don't saw, do too much of that. She saw him weak. She saw him yeah, weak, and so she played. Problem. Oh, that was that's weak. a problem. And and then in general, <laughs> look, we all have vulnerable moments, but you should in general be strong. Yes, too. You, you know what I'm saying? To, like, you man. should be strong. Yeah. Personally. No, the well, woman, no, the woman don't want to have to. She don't want to be the head of the fucking family when Definitely it comes not. to this. Definitely not. They're so used Definitely to that. Not. And, you know? You, you know, I think a man I think a man needs to be on his purpose first, too. Exactly. And you got to be on your mission. Your mission got to be first and your purpose got to be first. You know what I'm saying? And you can't put anything in front of your mission and your purpose and your dreams. And you can't, you know, what you don't want to do is put yourself in a position where you're, you're tiptoeing and, and crawling behind a, a, a woman who you love as opposed to putting your mission and your purpose first. Because if you put your mission and your purpose first, you'll be able to take care of your family. You'll be able to take. That's why, like, on a plane, they say put your oxygen mask on first. first. Then, then take, take care, care of the person kid. next to you. Don't take care so, of you can't yeah, take, take care, care of your else. mission and your purpose first. You know what I'm saying? Take care of that first. Then we'll deal with, you know, and then by doing that, you'll be able to take care of the woman you love and your family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But be a man. Be mm-hmm. a man first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, you don't have to be a boohoo, cry baby, fucking. You know, it's it, interesting it, 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 you guys man. having this conversation no, listen. stemming from Frank Sinatra. No, because yeah. he was a man's I, man. I, I, when I know. When I we know. think about him, though, no, Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, listen, no, Frank right? is funny. he was a man's man, but a woman still broke him. Yeah, okay. yeah it, happens. Exactly. it can happen. Exactly. Badly. We all look it up to. Happen. We all Absolutely. look up to. We all look up to Frank. Frank, but woman still had him on his knees crying to. Him. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. It okay. can happen. It can happen. But you yeah. know what? Right. You just yeah. don't want to do that. We all going to do that. You yeah. know, we yeah. all do that. Well, you know, but I mean, look, men and women have been like that for thousands of years, right? I mean, men, you know, you know, a woman gets pregnant, you know, nine months, you know, a man, you know, you could have. You know, 90, have 90 babies in nine, nine months. months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a different 
mentality and a different <clears throat> form of existence. Women are more going to be more selective in who they deal with. Men, like, visually. Men get stimulated visually. As yeah. soon as they see something, oh, I like that. Women, you know, it's an emotional thing. How do we it's control a, our visualization and reality? By understanding visualization that. Visualization and reality you, is not the same. I tell you, by, 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 by allowing that energy to influence you and inspire you in different ways. Like, just because you see a girl that's attractive doesn't necessarily mean you have to have her. You could let that, that attraction and that, that, that vibe inspire you. You know what I'm saying? You could just take it as inspiration. You don't necessarily have to have her. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. That's up to every guy to make his own choice. But I'm saying you don't necessarily have to have her. You know, you can let that energy and that spirit and that beauty inspire you and move and, 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 and get you to want to go to new heights. You know, what do they say? A man who can conquer himself. Is stronger than a man who can conquer a city, right? Yeah, it's because about because yourself. you got you know Absolutely. when it's right there in front of you, it's like the cookie jars right there. It's just like you know, can you what can you do? Can you conquer you? But that's look, that's up to nobody's perfect. I don't want to try to talk from a pedestal. We've all been there, done some crazy shit in our lives, including me. But I would say that you know what you want to do is you just want to use that as inspiration yeah. and just have that real strength. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, I think there's a lot of men out there, though, who feel that way that Mike feels. And it's like what you're saying. I think, listen, you know, people look at it from an intimate learning perspective. Learning to conquer yourself. Yeah, right. Man. You got to know. Because learn. that's part of harnessing that ma- masculine energy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You can yeah. harness the masculine energy. You don't necessarily have to have her. You can use that energy yes. to push you to new heights. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's, I guess I, I, know, I guess else, Napoleon else. Hill would call it sexual transmutation. No, but this is something mm, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's not written in, in books, you know. Yeah. When when a man and a woman have sex in a way, it's kind of a psychological, emotional. It's a war going on. And listen, <laughs> and the woman knows when she wins. Of course, just like you know when you won. Of and you know what? They know if when you won too. Right, right. Well, everybody you, knows someone's going to win. Well, it's very simple. And if we you're know, not, yeah, if we you're know not on your purpose, if you're yes. not on your purpose and you're not on your mission, then you've lost. Yes. All right. If you're look. No woman is going to be happy with you chasing her ass all the time. Like, all the time. I'm not talking about in the beginning when you guys are coming together. I'm talking about if you live your life chasing a woman and showing up at her doorstep and having flowers and shit and violins and, you know, all that shit, you're killing yourself. The relationship is not going to last. You know what I'm saying? You have to be confident enough to go after your dreams. I've been there with some little women love being spoiled, getting everything, and then soon you fuck her, you don't stimulate her. Oh, my God, this nigga's sick. But that's what I'm saying. But that was (laughs) my point. Mike, that's my point. Oh, okay. And that that's my point. She's it's like it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So fellas, I you know, I'm just gonna give you some advice. All that chasing, that shit don't work. No. If not she at wanna all. be look, if not she wants all. to be with you, it, you she'll be with you. Believe me. All that chasing shit. You're killing yourself, B. I promise you. And listen, I, I guarantee you. I, I, I bought all this shit I for the money. I was buying this girl everything. I bought this girl cars and jewelry. Oh, yeah. I bought an apartment. Oh. Soon I fuck. Not that I didn't think well, I put it down. That she didn't like. She didn't like the way I made love to her. So it was. I wasn't cool. No, it ain't. It ain't. It, you know, it's it was, not wasn't even, good energy. It's she not didn't only. Like the energy. It's not only to make love. It wasn't but the, the energy. It's not only to make love. The reality is, you when you buy your way in. And you become a provider, and you just become like a like you represent provision. That's not the same as being sexually stimulating. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? I figured that like out. representing provision and just being a guy. Yo, I'm gonna buy you a bunch of shit. Yo, that, that's yeah. weak. I ain't See, never a guy, buying, a guy that never a guy, buy nobody guys that use again. money, guys that use money, <laughs> never do guys that, that use again. money to to sustain their relationships and use money to get their way in. That's yeah, that was me. It's weakness. It's weak because you don't believe in you enough. You you trying to use money. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. 
100%. You got to be you. The money, the money is an exclamation mark. Yeah. The money makes you more of whatever you already are. Yeah. But you got to bring something to the table. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's not about I never the wanted money. to bring anything to the table. Yeah, that's a, you want the want, easy way. Yeah, I want but, the easy way. But out. The easy way will get you in, but it ain't no relationship yeah. in it. Yeah. Or unless she just wants the provision. Yeah. Unless she just wants to be provided before. But 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 guess what? When you're the guy that's providing the money and all that, what she's gonna do is she's gonna get a silverback gorilla to tear her yes. ass up on <laughs> yes, the side no doubt. because no you're doubt. not bringing the stimulation. No, I, was, no. I used to be. <laughs> believe a, no, I used to be the silverback me. gorilla. Yeah, yeah. I used to be the gorilla. Yeah, that's I know. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so you, you can you be one or the other. You know what I mean? You could be the silverback gorilla, yeah. or you could be the fucking guy who's you know. Yeah, I, was the, you know, I, I bet they yeah, both bro. Yeah. They had both sides, both sides. You know what I mean? Fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit, that's just one to grow on. This is one to grow on. L, how much time do you have? Do you have some time? I mean, shit, I've been here three days. You mean okay. I'm good? I'm great. Cool, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm good. I mean, I don't know how you're gonna air this whole thing at once, but no, this got to no, be a three part of it. We do this stuff, yeah, we, yeah. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? What shit, you talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to yeah. talk about the. What are they talking about? Oh, I'm talking about rock the bells. Um, like give me the sweatshirt. All right, bring yeah, it in. Yeah, bring it in. Rock, the, show the, show rock the bells. Rock the bells radio. Um, so, yeah, I listen to it every yeah, day when we get rock here. Rock the bells. This is um. This is rock the bells. Yeah, yeah. That's the um. That's the uh, classic music on radio. Yep, classic. Yeah. It's a class. In the in the front, it says strictly for OGs. Let's Rock the Bells is a classic hip hop station. It's dedicated to classic hip hop. So yes, I listen to it. We listen to why we come here. Channel forty three on Sirius yeah. XM. People should check it out. You know what I'm saying? I program every song. That's the thing people don't know. I pick every song. I pick nice. all the commercials. I pick all the yeah, images. Rock in there. Yeah, I play Rock Kim. I That's play Eric B, Big Daddy Kane, NWA, Dre, Snoop. I mean, every classic hip hop yeah. artist, everything from the 2000s and before is all playing on Rock the Bells on Sirius XM Channel Love 43. That. So people should check that I out. I thought everybody knew this so. shit. They nah, they don't it. know they it. Know. Your, your fans probably don't know, but now you know. Channel 43, Sirius XM, and well, 20 of the classic hip-hop. No doubt. Oh. <laughs> no, no, they are. <laughs> they are. They are, but you know what? They might not be, what be, it might not be on their radar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, Channel 43, Sirius XM. You know. Yep. Something else you're doing, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, tell it's us a lot more of fun. about, I want to know more about how did you feel about the fucking um, star of fame, The star man. on the walk of fame. That's I a cop of shit, you know. It was, Not it too was many a, black people on that shit. You know, there's actually a picture of me when I was a little kid. I came out to L.A. and I stood on the star and there was no name on a star. I just picked the star and me and my crew stood on it, right? It was an amazing time. But there's a picture of me, um, you know, on the walk of fame. And, um, man, that was just a hell of a feeling, man, just to... To know that you made that kind of an impact, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, dude. I you know, mean, that kind of an impact, man, is an amazing feeling. You deserve feeling. that shit. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling, man. Shout out to everybody who was there. Puff and Magic Johnson, Latifah, Russell, you know, um, just I want to send love to the whole Walk of Fame, you know what I'm saying? It's an amazing feeling. L, you're really, you're like an American treasure, dude. I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful, man. You um, know? I'm grateful. You know, it's funny. I think that we all... The universe is funny. Like, I think about me sitting here with Mike many years later, and I'm looking at you, and I think about how you inspired some of my early albums with, like, I'm bad, and, you know, I said I'm like Tyson, I said I'm a soldier at war, I said your name in the record and all that. That's and I dope. think about how if you wasn't a little kid from Brooklyn that bust your ass and did what you did, how I would have never had that line. And I think about yeah. fast-forwarding to us sitting here, and it's funny how... how like as, It's like a solar system, and certain people revolve yeah. and just... You know what I'm saying? You, what, do you know what I mean? You know what? Like, this is what I said about we all are really, we're all um like they did the seven degrees of separation. Yeah. With um this stuff we come more um how do I express it? 
become more connected with those people. Yep. Even more from like a one degree separation yep. because we get to know who they are from this. Yep. Which it's, we've never known before. The information that this gives us. Yeah. We're all one with everything. The well, bug, amazing trees. Film, man. I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about both meeting Frank Sinatra. Yeah. How interesting that is. Yeah. yeah. Sam, you ever meet Sammy you know? Davis? I never met nah, Sammy. Fine. No, no, never met Sammy. Um, but his family, his wife and kids, I, I believe, were from were in the Up neighborhood Harlem. in Queens. Yeah, they, got they, from, yeah, yeah, they had a place Queens. in Queens as well. Yeah. And um, but you know, I like meeting um Jackie Robinson's wife. You know, <laughs> um, wow. amazing. I was at the airport, um, talking to her. I met some unbelievable people over my. I met his, his children. Just people I know, like Barbara Streisand. Very interesting people I know that you wouldn't think. Like you know, yeah. there's a whole world out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's amazing, yeah. man, how you've. Your music, that's like its whole own amazing storyline. Then your movies, acting. Like, I loved Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Loved Any that Given Sunday. Thank you. Two of my favorite Thank movies you. growing up. I remember up. When you, played, you played God. I knew yeah, God. In too deep. God. Yeah, In Too Deep. Yeah, In Too Deep was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, dude, I mean. Shout just, out to Omar Epps. How'd you get to acting? You know From, what it was? I'll tell you the real story. Here's, here's how it goes. First of all, when I was a little kid, I always loved acting. Uh, you know, we used to, like, get the camcorder out, and I'd be, like, pretending I was Bruce Lee because, mm. you know, Bruce Lee was, like, you know, he wasn't a black guy, but he wasn't white, and he was, like, a superstar in the film. And, and it was, smooth. like, inspiring. He had, he had and he worked yeah. with, like, Jim yeah. Kelly and all these amazing. guys, and he was super cool, and he inspired me to want to do movies. Not mm. necessarily acting per se, but to yeah. be in that position in movies, on screen. So I used to walk around on Jamaica Avenue with my Chinese. <laughs> slippers on and my game of death suit on. Well, everybody you know what I'm saying? Everybody you know what I mean? Bruce so Lee. I love anyway. Bruce. So what happened was when I was making music, there was a certain point. First of all, I was always exposed to the agents in music just because of the, I mean in film, because of the business. So I had music agents and they were at agencies and they were acting agents mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But the real thing is one time I went, um, the real story is one time I went and um, <laughs> so funny, Russell don't even know this. I sat with Russell and I was like, Russell, um, you know, I wanted to get in advance on one of my albums. I don't remember which one it was, but Russell had said, um, ah, well, you know, and I, you know, he had his business, whatever he was doing, but he was like, he, he like shifted his weight in his chair. And I was saying to myself, you know what? The way he shifted his weight in his chair, this shit, I might be in a position I'm begging in a few years. I said, I ain't with this shit. I went out and started focusing on acting because I, I, I wanted to, I didn't want to limit myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I got with Quincy Jones and, and Mr. Jones put me on. He put me in a TV show. Um, that Obviously, I'd been in films before that, but that was my first real foray into the acting world on a permanent level. What was the and first I, thing? Um, the very first thing I did was Crush Groove. And then after that, I was in Wildcats, which was Wesley Snipes and um, oh, wow. And um, Woody Harrelson's first movie, I had like a, a bit part cameo in that. And then after that, I did Toys with Robin Williams yeah. and Michael Gambone and all those people. James, I did The Hard Way with James Woods. But but I moved into the to to the TV because I just didn't want to have limits. Yeah. I didn't want to. I'm a big believer that you you can't limit yourself. The cunning hare has more than one burrow. You know what I'm saying? The smart rabbit has one, more than one hole. And I, I don't want to limit myself. If you have talents, you use them. You don't you don't like ignore certain talents that you have because of fear or whatever. So even though I loved music and still love music, I wanted to do more. I just simply wanted to do more. I, I, I had no desire at that time to be an executive. I had no desire to do anything but pursue my dreams. And one of them was to be in films, in TV and doing that. Plus, it, it, it put me in a position where it freed me up. I didn't need nobody. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm in a life now where, you know, I could take my ball and go home. Like, I don't need any, like, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I need people in terms of life and humanity, but I'm all right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful. And, and that was part of it. That was the process. That's you know awesome, that? man. You know, what are your dreams these days? Yeah, what well, do you, when it's all over, what you want said and done? Well, that's two different. That's two different <clears throat> questions. In terms of dreams, like I believe, I'm a big believer. When you're pregnant with a dream, you don't open up your womb and show mm-hmm. it to the world. You kill a baby. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So I have dreams. I never limit myself, and I'm still dreaming. In terms of what I want people to remember, I just want people to just look at my body of work and how it impacted the world and then they could judge for themselves but I want to be a positive impact on the world and I want to do more like right now I'm enjoying like rock the bells because not only because of like and I'm not just saying some selling promotional shit I'm saying I enjoy it because I'm serious I sell this because I, I, I enjoy the idea that you have these these artists that were forgotten, that were marginalized, that aren't at the top of the pop charts right now, that may not necessarily be the, the, the hottest thing in social media, but you know what? They're being respected again, and they're being put in a position again, and people are loving their music and get, have access to their That's music That's how I feel again. about the old fighters. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. I feel a bit like, you know, Floyd's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, he had 50 fights, and he said, the, listen, Sugar Ray Robinson had 47 fights. He lost one, then he had 78 fights. Did he have a seventy-eight fight winning streak? Yeah, but you even even can you more, think he had forty-seven lost one than seventy-eight winning streak? But even God more, but damn. even more like modern than that. Knockout. Look at Julio Cesar Chavez. Woo. He was 80, 84 and zero, right? He was eighty-nine, ninety and zero. Eighty-nine and zero. Wow. So it's don't not, tell me about you, the greatest fight with fifty and zero, nigga. You're great, no nah, doubt about it, nigga. Nah, fifty and zero. Nah, Chavez nah. had ninety. Yeah, he fight yeah. four. He fight like what eight times a year. Yeah, it's 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 more get to whoever for them. No, whoever's in the ranking. Well, I think I think it's all subjective. Picking whoever you are, come on. I, I think there are more <laughs> metrics and more measurements that have yeah. to be made. That I think who's the greatest is subjective. Like yeah. you know, like Mike is obviously one of my favorite fighters for real. Not just because I'm sitting here for real. Yeah, you know, like and I think any guy my age would probably feel in a similar way. But I also like Roy Jones. I think Roy Jones is a motherfucker. I think, yeah, he got, he got, that's what I'm saying. He got clipped later on. But you know, so, so losing doesn't necessarily define whether you're great or not. Cause a lot of people, like a lot of people lose. It's, you know, you just, it just, it is what it is. But greatness is defined. It's a lot of different ways to define it. It's not only just the win loss record. I get it. I respect that 100%. But if you fight long enough, yeah. And if you don't measure it, you're going to lose at some point. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of time. So, you know, look, Marciano he's a, he's a retired undefeated. Marciano retired undefeated. Yeah. He died at God made recipes, died in a plane crash. He was, you know, amazing. He was 49 and 0. I mean, it has happened before. You know what I'm saying? The, the greatness to me is the whole body of work, the saga, the the the, the fights, the, the 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 getting on the canvas, the getting up. There's a lot of different things that come into play. But that being said, look, I respect everything that Floyd has accomplished. Like you I really respect yeah, Floyd. You can't deny like, it. I, I'm not going to say. Look, at the end of the day, people can say what they want about Floyd as far as his life, but he's a fucking winner. There's and no you doubt. gotta, yo, but you gotta respect that. You can you can talk that shit all you want, but you gotta respect that. But that being said, there's a lot of great fighters. Yeah. I mean, you know, watching what he did is great. I'm talking about his re- his early fights, like all of the crazy shit I seen him do. I, I remember, like, even though it wasn't super early, but like even Burbick, you know what I'm saying? Like that moment watching this dude, like, <laughs> this dude, like, and oh, that being said, let me just say this. That's the other thing about fighting. Anybody that laces those gloves up, 
and puts them boots on and walks in that ring deserves respect. Mm. I don't care if they got knocked out in the first the round time. or never knocked out because you know what? The balls and the courage that it takes and you putting your life on the line, no that's a whole nother level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother level. And like, like I'll give you an example. Like, like, and look, Y'all had fights, and he got the best. It was a different time in your life. Uh-huh. Different time in your life. But even Lennox. Lennox is one of my favorite fighters. He's a great fighter. Different era from you. Even though y'all are similar in age, your, your, the curve of your career was different. He met you at a different time. But I still respect Lennox. Like, you know, what he did to David Tua. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you got to respect Tua, too, though. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so the craft... The, the the art of boxing and the spirit of boxing is not about like wins and losses. Mm-hmm. It's there's a bigger there's a bigger story I think there, which is the spirit in of boxes, man. In boxing, we you don't know? look at like well, how many fights you win and lose. We just say what happened to you? What did you do? Mm. You know what happened to you? What happened? You know what I mean? Even though you became a great fighter, at the end of the game, did you did you leave here fucked up and shit? Right, and plus you know I mean? it's balls too, right? So here's the other thing: the the the, the win loss thing. The thing about the win loss and the undefeated thing is. That, it, it, you know, the guys with balls, the bigger the balls, the more likely you're going to lose. Yeah. Because you're going to keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like, it's like, 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 they like, how far like can I go? if you're a real intellectual, real smart person, like, like, let's say a Marciano or a Floyd, maybe you stop early. You're like, uh, even Lennox, to a certain extent, was one of those that he, I think he beat everybody that he ever got in there with eventually, even mm-hmm. though he lost like to McCall and he lost to, um, uh, Hasim Rahman. He, 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 um, was able to write those losses, but he even stopped earlier. It seems to me like the guys, the more courageous guys, the, the, the Ali's, you know, the Mikes, they no, keep going. No, but you gotta look at these yeah. guys, the guys that keep going. We keep going, but we do it out of money. A lot of times we do it out sometimes, of money. Sometimes. But then a, guy, a lot of a guy like Ali, right? Ali do it because he believes that no one could beat him. That's what I'm saying. He believes no one could beat him. That's what I'm saying. That's the courageousness. Yeah. That's the courageousness. Some guys fight just for money to get some money, but this guy fights because he don't believe no one could beat him. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a totally different situation. That's a hell of a Fighting for money and fighting for a guy because nobody could fucking beat me. So, prime example. So, a guy like that, you can't really look at win-losses because there's something else there. There's there's an indomitable spirit there. No, listen, with a guy like that, you have to be careful. You have to watch him because... Yeah, he won't stop. You have to kill him for him to lose. <laughs> he won't quit. Ali won't nah, quit. Nah, Ali was unbelievable, Like man. this, Ali go like this. No, I don't want to fight no more. No, he, yo, you got to kill him. Nah, Ali, Fuck. Was, Ali was unbelievable. Such pride. Man. Fucking yeah. such in, fucking um, mm-hmm. ability to love himself. Wow, mm-hmm. fuck, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Unbelievable. You think about listening and yeah. you think about... Frazier and those guys. You know, like listening was like so unappreciated. You know, and the way he passed, the way he died, yeah. they say he got killed, overdosed. Like, I mean, he, he didn't even do drugs, but he did some cocaine. But listen, listen, that smacked the shit out of Ali before. Ali was talking the shit, and he smacked the shit out of him. Mm. Ali fucking, oh, shit. Wow. Oh, he has left. Ali left the fucking red out the place. He smacked Yo, yeah. the shit out of Ali. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yo, listen was something else. Big hands. Hell of a fight. Most I, intimid- I love that thing in fighting in the James history of fighting. Dun, dun, dun. Nobody's dun, just a mean dun, 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 motherfucker. Dun, dun, dun. But listen what the real deal. You know, like some guys out here, they get in the paper. Listen was knocking the cops out, breaking the just knocking. So when he comes to a town, listen comes to Philadelphia, so to speak. He's in Philadelphia. The cops made a call. They come to the train station, the bus station, wherever he at. You can't come here. You get on the bus and leave. They won't let him. St. Louis, you can't come here. The cops at the train station. Get on the bus and leave. They mm. won't let him come in the states. Mm. Too dangerous. Just for formidable, mean son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mean mm-hmm. ride. But no, you know it's that a mean motherfucker, mean spirit. 
the a mean you can have a killer in, a killer instinct five and minutes. a mean spirit. They say are you separate. got five minutes out there. I'm looking at you okay. people. They say you got right. five, five minutes. minutes. A killer instinct and a mean spirit Fuck. are two two different things. So I see the lady yeah. love thing going on over here. You got the lady um, assistants. <laughs> and That's stuff. your team. That's my team. That's the team there. They all they all working. They all working. I'll be so afraid. Great that I'm team. Bunch of team. My, woman, my wife would kill me and stuff. Why? My wife just don't want me. Don't, I don't want to be around no fucking bitches, nigga. Because <laughs> she knows who I was at one time. <laughs> you know, listen, my wife loves me. Listen, listen I'm keeping it real. We don't, my wife loves me to death. My wife, my, my wife would kill and die. My wife don't trust me. Yeah, she shouldn't trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she should trust Well, I'm trustworthy yeah. now, but she yeah. shouldn't trust well, me. Well, my wife is going to have to. Yeah. She's gonna have. Yeah, well, she's gonna see, have I can believe. I know yeah, my wife can't. Don't trust yeah, me. She's gonna, gonna have to trust it. me. She's gonna have to trust me because I'm gonna hire who I want. That's, yeah, oh, I love that shit. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna fucking do it. I'm not gonna fucking hire nobody. I love her. You gotta worry about it. Nobody. Philosophy. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, I ain't hiring nobody. Ways to do things. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, you're such a fucking inspiration. I'm not coming from a pig perspective. I came from a pig perspective at one time, and I'm cleaning my life up. No, your life is cleaned up, man. Yo, congratulations, <laughs> Mike, you're congratulations great, on this cannabis thing. Yeah, man. Oh, man, this is oh, really this crazy. This is the pick. Yeah, we'll pick that's it. the pick of me on the star. Like before, that's so dope. Before, um, yeah, show it to the camera. Before I, um, before I had a star, that's the picture of me like on the star. You know what I'm saying? Like wanting to get on the star. Like that was that's us so dreaming dope. of the star, you're and then dream, we ended you're up visualizing. Yeah. Who those that, other people dude? with that's you? That's E Love and Cut Creator. They both yeah, from Queens. Cut Creator. Both from Queens. Yeah, that's amazing. What happened to E Love? He's still he, around. He's still, yeah, he's still around. Cut I don't Creator know. Still around. Yeah, Cut Creator. Still oh, does what happened to the kid from California? He's the Bobcat. What happened that's to Bobcat? That's my man. That's my man. We're gonna have to get it on the next next round. All right, we'll get it. We'll get it. This is a crazy picture. That's dope. Hell, you're the man, bro. My man. Hey, man. You want to shout anything out? Yeah, you need anybody know anything about you? Nah, just hit me up. LL Cool J on all the social media and um Rock shit. the Bells. Yeah, Rock the Bells, Channel 43, Sirius XM, dope shit. Um check out Lip Sync Battle, you know, on the Paramount Love Network. That. NCIS Los Angeles on yeah. CBS. You doing that too? You still get paid if that runs? Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm, cool. I'm yeah, I participate in the business. I'm doing okay. I can get a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm working on steak, but I could definitely get a cheeseburger. <laughs> I could definitely get a cheeseburger. That's good, man. So yeah, listen, yeah. what is one and thirty zeros? How much money is that? Let's put that there. Thirty zeros. One behind. and thirty zeros? Yeah, let's see what that is. Well, shit. I was looking at that, and, I, and somebody showed me that and what it was. Is that a trillion? Nah, super billion, super billion, mm. million. I forgot what, what is it is. What is a one in 30 zero? Shit. What does it say? Um, it's a trillion. What does no, it say? No, more a trillion. than a trillion. Super, super quadrillion. It's a quadrillion. Some shit. You had it on the page before that. I know. It was, it was cut off. When I saw that number, what does that say one one trillion oh, right there? One with twenty four zeros is a quintillion. Quintillion. One with thirty zeros go up. Sextillion. 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 Shit. So we, so we have to get sextillion next. No doubt. No there doubt. You go. No, 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 no doubt. <laughs> no question. No question. Shit, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, man. Bro. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome love, man. Yeah. Mike, love, man. Love, man. Appreciate you, man. No doubt. Mike, great episode. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're out of here. To show your support, purchase some of our limited edition hats, hoodies, and t-shirts at hotboxandpodcast.com. T-shirts fit great. They feel great. You know, it's nice to throw on a hotbox and hoodie, get comfy, grab your favorite indica, snuggle up with a loved one, throw a movie on, have a very nice night, and change your life. And it's a great way to show your support for us here at Hotboxing. I love it.